0: Now.
1: No go.
0: Hi, how are you? I'm Steve.
1: No, <laughs> no go.
0: Remember that uh, super cute kid that uh, no was a Lori Lightfoot lookalike for Halloween? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Adorable. He's Kid of the Week. He's coming in today.
2: Wow, we have a celebrity Kid of the Week.
0: Yeah, most famous four-year-old in Chicago, I believe.
2: Agreed. Do you right.
0: have
3: to go through his agent? I, listen, that kid just doesn't show up. You know, because he's four. Right. Of we course. have no
2: idea what Vivian had to do to get him.
0: No. No. But thank God she is uh you know, creating uh, deals in ways that uh she doesn't have to share with us. Is he coming in dressed as the mayor? I don't believe so, but you never know. Yeah. He's four, I mean, it's not like he has a
3: choice. He's told what to wear.
2: I've never seen anyone rock pearls better.
3: Yeah. Like the so, like the mayor is his only costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being told he is dressed as the mayor.
2: Uh-huh!
0: Fantastic. Yes! Fantastic.
2: My life is made.
0: Um, Idris, what's Idris' last name, uh, Viv? Lockett, Idris Lockett. That's a cool name, too, by the way. Very if you're going to grow up and be a star, Idris Very, Lockett's yeah. a good name. Crazy cold, kids. Uh, as a matter of fact, the high today is 21. Uh, I think uh, 21, Steve, is about 29 degrees below normal.
3: Yeah, it's like 100 degrees below normal, I think. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, the normal high this time of year is about 50 the normal low is about thirty-four, so we're a little
0: off, just slightly. Yeah, <laughs> just slightly. I don't know that we'll ever touch fifty again until March or April of next year, but it is supposed to be warmer, and it is going to warm up as soon as this weekend. But the next three to four days, I, again, I don't want to bury you with technical meteorological terms. It's really going to suck because uh, it's going to be super cold, and um, you know, if you're outside, you should be mm-hmm. you should be clothed. I'm- uh, you know, I left outside in no gloves. I just left out some no gloves today. I got in a car. I went, Cat, why are my hands cold? Because well, you're an I'm, idiot. You don't
2: need gloves. You go from the warm house to the mm, warm garage. I'm fragile. Yeah. Oh, and
4: please.
3: One of, my, one of my main questions is, you know, because my street, we still have trees that have green leaves on them that are frozen mm. now. Will those fall at some point, or are they just going to stay up there all year?
2: They'll just be frozen mm. there in time.
0: Hmm. I never funny. thought about that.
2: Well, I think a lot of the trees were I shocked about a lot of things because harsh. the trees aren't going to change color now. So they're just going to be frozen and they've been shocked. And- Can
0: the trees file suit against Mother Nature? Absolutely. Seems right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely seems right. Uh, but anyway, super cold. Be careful, kids. Super cold. I'm not exaggerating that, by the
3: way. It is crazy cold out there. Uh, it's, it's mid-January cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's icy. And you remember the problems problems you and I had last year in navigating the icy sidewalks. For those of you who are new listeners to the show, um,
0: I actually flew uh, without a plane.
5: Oh, wow. Oh, no. You didn't
0: hurt yourself, did you? I hit a spot and, um, yeah, yeah, actually, it hurt a lot. Uh, I hit a spot and I went up like a cartoon character. Yeah, my husband. Legs go up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: My husband has seven screws in his foot from last year. Remember that one? Yeah, he's a healthy young man. Uh huh. I I fell down it. I
0: found it. You need to dump him, move on.
5: Down
2: a set of (coughs) stairs, but thank goodness I had my big puffy down coat on to protect my bum as I,
0: like, just, you know, rattled down
2: the stairs. And
0: that was ice related as well?
2: Yes, it was, because it was a back, outside, back deck type situation walking to the alley. Sure. Is it going to be warmer this uh, weekend because I'm doing a tree lighting, Steve, outside? Yeah, actually it is. Oh, good.
0: Okay. Great. Yeah, better be warmer than 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, here's the deal. We're going to do our uh, traditional tops. Well, traditional because it happens every day. Top six (laughs) at six. Uh, coming up, uh, stand by for that.
6: Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the Top 6 at 6. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That
0: is great radio. This
7: is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables <laughs> will be
0: talking about today. Item number one, Mary, uh, Mayor. Item number one, Mayor. Hey, if someone sees my tongue, could you send it to work? Because apparently <laughs> I left it in the car. It's
2: a little cold.
0: Mayor Lori Lightfoot is heading to Springfield today, and, uh, well, for the good time, obviously, but also hoping to prevent and, uh, present, uh, a deal better than the ones that are being out there that should be trying to prevent. She's trying to prevent by present. Wow. Wow. Wow.
2: <laughs> Just warming up, Steve. That's can okay. To, can we go
0: to the opening theme again? Present a deal to make it a proposed Chicago casino, uh, casino attractive. <laughs> Am I having a medical meltdown of some kind? Of what is happening? To potential developers by reducing the cut that would go to the city and state. So, in other words, if you develop this casino. Let's say we're getting Steve's Casino in good time situation. oh, Which is not a great name, but we're working on it. <laughs>
2: good a good time situation. the
0: good time situation. Or worse. And I have to kick back whatever I have to kick back to the city and state under current regulations. This, in fact, would make my kickback to them less. That's the whole deal. See, it's not so hard to say. Hmm. Next. The Greater Chicago Food Depository. Those people do great work. Oh, yeah. And they're planning a seismic shift in its operations to focus on home-delivered meals as it anticipates high demand from the elderly people with disabilities and others who can't always make it to a food pantry to pick food up. The Midwest's largest food bank uh, plans to build a 40,000-square-foot kitchen on a vacant lot adjacent to its headquarters on Chicago's southwest side. There it will prepare meals for home delivery, and once fully operational, the kitchen will be able to produce four million meals a year.
2: It's fantastic. Sometimes you, it's the only contact uh, folks have that are homebound with someone from the outside of the home.
0: Can you imagine not having to clean up a forty thousand square foot kitchen?
2: <laughs> I, I can't do my own kitchen. Oof.
0: Nice job by them. Next, be aware of antifreeze spillages are hazardous to animals in particular. Uh, Maureen had a, a dog um, when she was a little girl that died from licking up antifreeze. Oh, no. Yeah, because you know, what happens is you spill a little bit, putting it in the car, Mr. Uh, DIY, and uh, you leave the spot or a little puddle on the
3: driveway, and then a dog thinks it's water. Are are we talking just antifreeze, or are we talking also windshield wiper fluid? Antifreeze. I mean, windshield wiper because fluid. Because it's got an antifreeze component. Yeah, but
0: I don't right? think it's enough. It's bad. Right. Certainly I mean, I would certainly
3: would try to I would, avoid I would clean it all up, I guess, yeah. is what I would say. Well, I don't generally put the antifreeze in myself. Me either. No, I have people that do that for me. <laughs> with the white lightning.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm useless. Uh, anyway, these spillages are hazardous to animals because they're drawn to the smell and the sweet taste of ethylene glycol in regular antifreeze that crystallizes in their lungs and can kill them. There's a pet-safe version of antifreeze. That uses propylene glycol instead. Some states require its use, but it's more expensive. You could ask for it when you go into your auto parts store or wherever you buy it. Don't count on, you know, uh, Seth behind the counter at the uh, gas station <laughs> to know the difference in the antifreeze, but, you know, yeah, you can get it if you choose to. Next. Let's go live to Steve in outer space. Steve, of course, is our outer space correspondent. <laughs> did you enjoy your uh, day off yesterday? I did, yes, very very much. Did you do anything special? Uh, I did not. I had a friend visiting uh, for a little bit over the weekend, and that was taking up a lot of my time, uh, but uh, it was very relaxing. Just kind of hung out? Yep. Yep. And uh, the friends from out of town, what town? Uh, San Francisco. And when you sent that friend packing, how close were you to going, wow, this dude's got to go? <laughs> uh, I was not. He could have stayed all week, as a matter oh, of fact. Yeah, Good, good, good. Uh, well, good for you. A new bigger telescope, Steve, is coming to the Adler Planetarium. If you've not been to the Adler Planetarium, you are missing out. Did you ever do a story over there when you are on TV doing all your TV test stuff?
2: You know what? I did. Oh, I did. I did do one uh, story over there. It's
0: beautiful. You should go back for us. You I should will, do a video I will piece. happily.
2: I will happily yeah. go anywhere for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, visitors, anyway, at the Adler are going to see more details with uh, things like Jupiter, Saturn, or Mars with a fancy new telescope, Steve. And I've had a preview of this telescope, and it turns out the one similarity between all three planets is they all have Starbucks.
4: Yeah, they all have <laughs> Starbucks, and uh, chick
0: fil A's coming soon. Oh, I so don't know, know that. Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting news. Adler's Director of uh, Public uh, Observation says... Uh, Plain Waves Instruments, a Michigan-based company, is building their new telescope, and of course, they can't wait to. uh What kind, what kind of party do you have? Do you have a telescope opening party, like the first time it's open? Yeah, I mean, I think you could smash a bottle of champagne on that. Yeah, they actually have <laughs> you better got, hit it in the right for, spot. Right. They
2: have great parties over there. Oh, they
0: do. Yeah, because yeah. they're crazy scientists. They have after hours at mm-hmm. the Adler where jazz you, yeah, and yeah. hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> um, well, and what a what a wonderful place for a sleepover. You know, they have done a few of those at the Shed as well, where they have uh, uh, fundraisers where their kids in particular come and sleep over. Mm-hmm. How, mu- how peaceful is it, though, if you go into the Adler and you have that fake ceiling of stars that you're yeah. sleeping under? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, <whats> Google's partnered with one of the nation's largest health care systems to collect millions of Americans' personal health data. Well, that shouldn't make you nervous. In an effort to design an artificially intelligent powered health care service. It's called Ascension. Uh, that's the healthcare company that is partner with Google, and they said yesterday it's working with Google to optimize the health and wellness of individuals and communities. Its goal is to deliver a comprehensive portfolio of digital capabilities that enhance the experience of Ascension consumers, patients, clinical providers across the continuum of care. That's a big old word salad that means the giant uh, healthcare provider Ascension and the giant Google get-together. And they partner on something that will make them both a lot of money.
2: Yes. And then they will completely own you. Not only will they own all the work you do, but also your know everything
0: about you. Well, I mean, you know, one of the really, sometimes we get overly concerned about our privacy because we think we're more interesting than we are. (laughs) Um, But there's a reason HIPAA laws exist. And you should be concerned about your health care information being available to people that it doesn't need to be available to And finally this. A U.S. financial regulator has opened an investigation into claims that Apple's credit card offered different credit limits for men and women. There was a husband-wife couple in particular highlighted in this this story. The husband had a lower credit rating than his wife, but got a massively higher credit limit on the credit card than she did. Uh, There have been many complaints, including from Apple's co-founder, Steve Wozniak, that algorithms used to set limits might be inherently biased against women well then what what are they the women suck algorithm i mean i don't understand it's just math <laughs> yeah and to make matters worth uh, worse there's not a way you can call in to appeal this uh, to a human yet
3: and i think goldman sachs said yesterday that they're working on getting that problem taken care of right away so if you see that there's a problem if it's obvious there's a problem you can call and appeal it to somebody you weren't able to do that as of at least yesterday uh,
0: again Algorithm, I, listen, I don't begin to understand how people write code. I don't know how ones and zeros are different from ones right. and zeros and all that. Having said that, it's math. It's math and numbers. So, how could it not be an intentional problem where it just affects women?
2: I. I... I tend to agree with you. I think the only thing that could possibly be the problem is if the job is only attached to one spouse and there's one spouse that stays home and is you know so it's inherently, isn't getting credit for the actual work they that they're doing. So you know could it mean? be
0: inherently biased because there are still more men than women that work?
2: Potentially, maybe maybe the maybe the outside the home yeah, i are talking about. Yeah, maybe the salary is attached with the husband's name if if it's, you know, that case. Okay. Not saying that all husbands, you know,
0: their husbands I'm that stay I'm going to go with home. your story because I don't have any other information. On it, <laughs> I know. So just say I don't you're have right. to
2: worry about it. I'm going to get declined for a credit card right now. No,
0: I'm going to say you're right. You know what we should do? You and I should apply for a joint credit card oh. and see what you get versus what I get.
2: Give me your credit card. I'll give you my credit card, Steve.
0: You think that'd be more fun?
2: Uh, absolutely.
0: Okay. All right, yeah, just absolutely. I think your credit score
2: is probably like in the golden platinum area.
0: No, I do have a good credit score, but you know why? Do you I, have an I,
2: Amex I black bills. card?
0: I don't have a black card. That's you seem silly. very fancy to me. I have a platinum card, oh. which is like a weapon.
2: I have a silver card. A tarnished silver card?
0: This platinum card, you should see one of these bad boys. Well, got it. What am I saying? Hold on, let me show you. It's like a weapon, and you could uh, use it. Like, let's say you go into a store and it's declined. Mm-hmm. You could actually throw it at the clerk. Well, I don't see, recommend that.
2: Now, that's what I need.
0: So, let me see if I can get it out here. I'm just
2: this. kidding. My credit card's really... Course, not. I mean, that check bad. that out. This is really In case know, my mom's listening. <laughs> I pay a
0: ridiculous amount to have this credit card, and I don't know what good it does me other than a few benefits. Well, here I there.
2: mean, I think this is the kind of card. Wow, it's heavy. Right? Am I right? So, this is the kind of card if your flight gets canceled that pays for everything?
0: Mm, not so much. Oh. No, not okay. so much. So, but there are some nice perks to it. Oh, like, very
2: uh, nice. Oh, I've just I've written a down. Let a me c- write this number down. Oh, uh,
0: you'll mm, remember three, three, it. You're smart. Seven, uh, yeah, that's four, enough. Four, yeah, yeah, that's enough.
2: Four, seven.
0: I just, I should tell you, though, that the one benefit it does have is a guy comes over to my house and he changes my antifreeze if I need it. So that's one of the <laughs> the positives are going on. Positive.
2: Well, I didn't want to mention this earlier, but can we go back a little bit? So we we're talking about Adler Planetarium. You know who I did interview there was Ryan Gosling. So it's Ryan-, Ryan.
0: Oh, when he was doing the Neil Armstrong. Yes. Yeah, so oh, there yeah, was yeah, yeah.
2: gorgeous Ryan Gosling. Um, the stars were behind him. But uh, he wasn't that you starring. two,
0: uh, like, have a moment?
2: No, I wish we did, but no, he did not. He did not look at me and say, hey, girl, hey. That's like the memes that come with. Hey, girl, hey. Yeah, yeah. with Ryan Gosling, but no. Yeah. Um, He was actually kind of quiet and
5: shy.
0: He is a quiet, shy guy. We yeah, only very- met him one time, but uh, I found him to be a good kisser. He just didn't want to talk to <laughs> me. Uh, Steve, I've been thinking about what I'm going to get you guys for Christmas, because, you know, that's always a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I did notice, those. Te- speaking of the Adler, those telescopes we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I can get one of those for you for like $650,000. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that seems the reasonable price. The
2: Amex card. Hello?
4: Yeah,
0: and in fact, if you're planning on doing that, I can start making some room right now. I think (laughs) I can find room in my yard for that sucker. (laughs) That's a conversation piece for your neighbors, isn't it? Right, right. All right, coming up on 630, again, a very special Kid of the Week coming up. It's that little dude who dressed up like Lori Lightfoot and uh, became famous uh, for Halloween. Idris will be in with us in just a moment. I have one last piece of breaking news, and that's Pat Sajak is returning to Wheel of Fortune. Vanna White started taping shows on Friday. Apparently, it's another couple of weeks before Pat comes back. But I asked yesterday, who's turning the letters? Because Vanna's hosting. It's not like in those heels she can run back and forth. And I said I was busy. And Joe was busy. Super Joe that can't do everything. Turns out it's Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is uh, is uh, taking... Oh, Vanna! Mickey Mouse is doing the letters. But is that the, what about is that so the queen? Serious? Yeah, being serious.
2: But what about his it's fingers? Totally Mickey Mouse doesn't really have fingers.
0: He's got Three. Oh, yeah. And all you do is really just need to touch it now. You don't really have to turn it. True, that yeah. is true. Oh yeah, it's well, so so must have touchscreen
2: gloves. That's what he's got on.
0: Yeah, they they have to be sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. He's
5: yeah, not wearing is. gloves. Those are his hands. Gee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, six thirty. Let's get to the headlines and the rest of the news and everything. Now, how old are you?
5: I am 10 years old. 14. Eight. 12.
0: I'm 18. But I'm
5: 10 years old.
0: What grade are you in or about to go into?
5: I'm a senior. 8th grade. Sophomore
6: year. I
4: just uh, finished junior year, so I'm a
6: senior. I'm in 4th. What do you do for fun? I love art. Art is my favorite. I
1: do soccer, basketball, cheerleading, tennis, baseball. I like to play on the trampoline,
4: and I love to make slime. I act and play sing I sing all the time. I also write stories because I love writing. I play tennis. I also like to play soccer with my best boy, but I'm not. A team.
0: Listen, you're a great kid. What do you want to be when you grow up?
4: Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. Pediatric oncologist. I really want to be a marine biologist. I'm not really sure yet, but I'm looking into biomechanical engineering.
6: I want to be an orthodontist because you can help kids feel better out there. Smile. Will
0: you run for president someday? I want to. Are you excited to be on the show? Yeah. You sound super excited. <laughs> Have you ever been more excited than this? Yeah. Kid of the Week, every week. We do it right around this time, and we look forward to you submitting your Kid of the Week entries. Uh, Go to com slash (laughs) contests. Don't forget the S at the end of the T. buddy. Contests. And uh, tell us about your Kid of the Week. We're going to meet, in just a little bit, Idris Lockett. He's in his dressing room right now. He's uh, talking to his people. Uh, (laughs) But four-year-old Idris is the young uh, man who dressed like uh, Mayor Lightfoot. And at four, I'm guessing he probably doesn't talk a lot. He's probably man a few words, but we'll get his story. Okay. I think mom's with him. I mean,
2: you're you're pretty good with kids, you know. Well, we'll see, right? Yeah, yeah. An investigative journalist when it comes to small. <laughs> top <children>.
0: story, total <laughs> top story this morning. Did you ever have a costume as good as his? No, no. What's the best costume you ever wore? My one is my brother because he, you know, I, we got a lot of hand-me-downs and we didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the setup, yeah, buddy I, you know, I never, I never had great Halloween costumes as a kid I, because Dave, you and I grew up in an era where you'd have the plastic mask and the little rubber thing
3: that, start, you know, rubber bandish thing that went around it. And when I had my size, it snapped every. <laughs> yeah, you. and it. By the time you took the mask off, I mean, we were so glad to get rid of I, the thing. You couldn't breathe. My face was so sweating. Yep. Plus, I was a big kid, so I couldn't keep up to everybody
0: else who was running they run I'm going to be this guy Wait up guys wait up wait up guys and I trip over my yeah. cape And I was I was like mixed costumes like I I I didn't have all the pieces together mm-hmm. Like I might have a Batman cape but I didn't have the Batman mask so I'd like a Lone Ranger like <laughs> mask with the with a Batman cape.
2: It was very you know, DIY. And, he, for and we
0: you. yeah we didn't have we had like fake boots. You had like the plastic things you'd wrap around your shoes so mm-hmm. they look like boots.
2: I think it very much Not depends good. on how involved your parents were, and I feel like oh become totally. a kind
0: of thing. Now. Oh my parents are so wrapped up in Halloween. <laughs> depends they didn't even care why would they It was different then all right we got a very special kid of the week in studio it's my new pal idris here and mom as well mom what's your name
1: Catherine Lockett.
0: katherine you said yes all right so uh idris is four yes and yeah maybe he talks maybe he doesn't he's really good at being cute he's right. got a great smile yeah <laughs> idris how are you right there buddy how's it going are you having fun all right, you'll get back to me. That's cool. Uh, and you should be on WGNradio.com for the stream right now so you can get the full effect of uh, Idris, who looks great. How long did it take him to get in, uh, into that outfit and stuff? Uh,
1: not long. Not long? About two minutes. <laughs> two
0: minutes? Wow. <laughs> well done by you.
2: I would think the hardest part is the hair color,
1: the, the gray. That's actually easier to put on the clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I mean getting it out, though. Get, it oh, yeah, getting it out, yeah.
0: What do you use to dust his hair?
1: Uh, some some gray hairspray. <laughs>
0: you know what? Me too. Yeah, same <laughs> stuff I'm using. So I, as I as I think I know the story is it got super cold as we know on Halloween, a crappy weather generally speaking, and he couldn't take the kids outside, and uh, you came up with this idea because it'd be fun,
1: right? It'd be fun. You know what? He he actually put on a coat someone else's coat and it was kind of like you know oversized looking and i'm like you know you kind of dress like the mayor it was someone's dress coat
0: oh okay and it see. was like well what's it was... cuter than a little boy in a suit jacket right, right it was a boy's yeah, suit yeah, yeah. jacket right <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, th- this is not your youngest so you have a three-year-old yeah i have a three-year-old all right tell me about the other kids i have a 16 year old uh junior high school daughter driving yeah. Fuck
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't have gray hair. Actually, uh,
1: <laughs> so 16, driving.
0: and what else?
1: Uh, and a three-year-old.
0: 16 to three, but who's in the middle?
1: Uh, Idris is. He's four.
0: Oh, so you got three kids. So
1: I have three kids. Three kids. So it's
0: Idris. And the little one, three, boy or girl? A boy. Oh, big brother. Big brother Idris. Just by 11 months. Okay.
1: (laughs) And Idris is remarkable
2: as well because he's gone through some health issues as well that you guys have seen him through. What's that
0: about?
1: Yeah, um, he was born with a condition called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. It was basically the left side of his heart was... um, missing and underdeveloped
0: so that's surgery i assume
1: yes he has three he had three open heart surgeries in the course of his lifespan Good god woman yeah. How you oh. you're an up amazing right? mother thank you thank you yeah
0: stress gotta be crazy
1: oh uh, i um, just laugh through it you know I just, you got to. Yeah, I just have to laugh through it don't take anything serious
0: Do the other kids have a great smile like idris uh, he's got one of the great smile that smile light up a room yeah
1: that's my yeah that smile will light up a room um yeah Daughter, she has braces, so and when the braces come off, she have a great smile.
0: Now, we know my man Idris is not a big talker yet, but we also know he likes donuts. Did he bribe you, or did uh, the donut people come out and get him?
1: <laughs> they came out and got because he was so smiling and cute in the lobby. It was like, oh, let's give him a donut.
0: Right, so the donut so people cute. came out downstairs. We got Dunkin' so Donuts cute. downstairs. They ran out and made sure Idris Aww. got a donut.
1: Yeah. Now, did you
2: ever think that this would get. Be- the photos of him would become so viral and that people would be calling you for
1: interviews. No, I didn't think. I was just having fun on Halloween. And it just took off. I don't even know what the numbers are. It's it's gonna it going to be huge. Yeah, it has to be huge. It, I mean...
0: What does Idris like to do when he's playing
1: and stuff? Uh... You got a favorite toy, Idris? He likes the iPad. Oh, the iPad. Yeah, <laughs> his sister's iPad.
0: Just spinning it up? What's he, just, what's he play on the iPad?
1: Uh, YouTube. Um Oh. Different well, that,
0: shows. That's not too nerve wracking yeah. either. A four year old looking at new videos on YouTube. No, you got to stand right over his shoulder. Yes,
1: stand over his shoulder. Right. You don't yeah. know what might pop up. Well, yeah. What
0: no did kidding.
2: you think when the mayor reached out and said, "Please come by. I want to meet him."
1: I was like, "Wow, pretty cool. Yeah, right? yeah pretty cool. Like, yeah." She and, and, she had a v- really really busy day that day, so I was just grateful that she was able to you know take to have the time that she had to to meet with us
0: and you went over to the office right,
1: right we went over to office. it's
0: well, an incredibly historic office kind of cool being in there right right it's kind of cool being in there yeah yeah
1: and your husband's teacher uh security officer
0: security officer okay yeah. um well idris uh is smiling up a storm in here and again he only talks when he wants to and we're just getting to know each other uh but in the meantime um we got to get you guys on ellen
1: yeah, we got to get, yeah, get us on Ellen. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, you're running all over the uh, town with you. You might as well run all over the country.
1: Right, right. We're ready. What did the mayor
0: say, by the way, when you met?
1: Uh, she was, hey, little man. Um, she did like a video. Yeah, she posted yeah. it on her page. I, think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, what did I get the idea from? And I told uh-huh. her where I got the idea from. She was like, oh, okay. She was real cool. She was real laid back. She was, you know. She's well, kind of quiet.
0: When you, that's the mayor. Yeah. Gets a dungeon, right, say a she lot, get it done. She
1: do not say a lot. probably why she and Idris get a lot. Right, right. She doesn't say <laughs> a, a lot. Urge and a lot of action. <laughs> right. Field foot, words, a lot of action. Absolutely.
0: Now, when you're not losing your mind over your daughter learning how to drive, what else are you doing?
1: Um, I'm just at home. I try well, to catch not, a movie. No, no, no.
0: There's no just at home. Yeah. Just at home. We know
1: how you hard got you got your work. hands full. I got my hands full. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you're really creative.
2: I mean, you better give yourself kudos for thinking up this outfit. Mom. pretty
0: cool yeah, yeah clearly the uh, costume contest winner of every costume contest even the ones you didn't enter which right. is the rest of them, right. all of them.
2: The problem right. is next year, how are you going to
1: top this? I, I, I don't think I can. I don't, yeah, think, I, I don't think I can You better start, start thinking it. now, right, right. Now. Think Yeah, you don't want to do, like,
0: Alderman Ed Burke in handcuffs. You don't <laughs> want to do that. I mean, that's no
1: good. You don't want to do that. Uh, yeah.
0: But Idris, man, with that smile, that is a lady killer smile, man. I'm surprised you don't have to tell him no girls yet. You're only four.
1: Well, I, he loves the ladies. He loves oh, the I
0: bet girls. he does. Yeah, he loves it. his mama.
1: He's
2: attracted yeah. to uh, computer screens, too, I like anything, he think
1: he might can, Yeah, he mm-hmm. think he can might pull up a YouTube video or something.
0: Good looking boy. He's going to get a lot of attention. Oh. And uh, we're only one year away from school, right?
1: Uh, he's actually in school now.
0: Oh, is that yeah. like a preschool yeah. thing?
1: Yeah, he's in the, uh, pre-kindergarten through the um, Chicago Public Schools Early Intervention. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a Mayor Emanuel deal to make. Yeah, Mayor pre- Emanuel. Shout
1: out to Mayor Emanuel for. Uh, getting it done. getting it yeah. done, yeah. yeah.
0: Get and, him in the beginning. In so. terms yeah.
1: of his health, no more surgeries, right? Is he um, okay? No what's that? Right look like? now, like from a cardiology standpoint, he's okay. okay. He's good. Um, but like I said, you ne- you never know with the heart. Okay. Okay. The well, heart that's the is thing tricky. That- Even with a healthy heart, okay. it's still tricky. Got it. Well, the oh. thing, and
0: as a mom, and there's a lot of moms and dads listening now, uh, you know, be positive, and you're a very positive woman, but it's hard not to think the other shoe's going to drop. So you just want everything to be okay, and for him to live, you know, the long, happy life he's supposed to live.
1: Right, right. That's all. That's all.
2: Now that you've got us on the hook, and we are fascinated by your family. Uh, how do we keep track of you guys and what's going on?
1: Uh, you can follow uh, Idris on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has his own Instagram page. The Instagram influencer. Instagram, yeah. It's I heart, Idris, I D R I S on Instagram.
0: All right, so here's what I need you to do. Um, uh, one of you guys, and it's okay, G, if you do this, mm-hmm. if Idris is up for it. We can't see Idris on camera on the stream, and we want people to see him. So, Super Joe, where should he stand? Just to pick him up? Is that probably the way? To go. No, we switched the camera. He's on uh camera oh, right right now. On now? Okay, yep. he's cool. He's cool. Just as long as you can see. Perfect. Idris, wave like this, buddy. Wave, wave, say Wave, to the, folks. To, everyone, wave to the people.
1: Say hi. Just say give hi. a wave. <laughs>
0: Just give him a wave. Wave to everybody, wave. Wave. wave,
1: say hi.
0: There you go.
1: Wave. <laughs> so cute.
0: <laughs> well, it's great having you come over and uh, we'll talk to Ellen and we'll say what's your deal? Let's right. go Let's step up.
1: Let's, let's step up, Ellen. Yeah.
0: Were you on Windy City Live?
1: We were on Windy City Live.
0: Were those folks nice over there? Yeah,
1: they were nice over there. It was. It went by so fast. It was quick. Sure, sure. Right. It was
0: quick. We probably had to move on to a cooking. Right. Segment.
1: Yeah. To move on. Commercial white. break, and then we had an uh, interview with Jose Sanders. Oh, sure, oh, sure. Yeah. Fabulous, Jose sure. Sanders. I love him. And yeah. uh,
0: I can't help but notice that as much as I'm good with kids, Idris just loves the ladies, like you said. He's just mm-hmm. paying attention to Vivian and A G and yeah. you, and that's it. Yeah, he
1: loves the ladies. <laughs> well, yeah. You think that
0: sixteen-year-olds. Giving you gray hair, you wait. <laughs>
1: He's you got wait, some mom.
0: Smooth
2: moves over yeah. here, Steve. He likes the view as well. Right, He's got a great view sense, right man, now. Man,
0: I can't get over that smile. What a good looking dude. <laughs> anyway, mom, we want to take some pictures before you take off. but We appreciate you coming over, okay, and, thanks, and, for and, and thanks for being a great mom.
1: Oh, I, absolutely. Shout out to to me for being a great mom. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the moms. Shout out to all the moms, especially the heart worried moms.
0: That's yeah. right, you heart worried moms, but all you moms working hard every day.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: Idris. High five there you go buddy he goes, he's looking at mom going man the bald guy's really weird uh northwestern medicine newsroom is where we go next idris and
3: dave were just talking and he has a lot of good ideas on the bears maybe you can get those to hell us home yeah i uh i'll tell you what he he really once we got on that topic oh he was going took off yeah yep yeah he's a good man
0: sesame street celebrating its 50th anniversary i got to tell you something. You know, and it's, it's since Abigail was born, because of my kids are little, I didn't have time to enjoy Sesame Street. I was too busy enjoying Mr. Rogers. Uh, but uh, Sesame Street, uh, for uh, 50 years, has been teaching kids. And the whole premise of the show started with that. Somebody asked a meeting, in a meeting, a question and said, can television teach anything? And they came up with Sesame Street. And it's, it's very cool. And, you know, watching it through your kids or your grandkids' eyes makes it special, obviously. But it's just uh, it's just well done in so many different ways. Because it's got that thing we had, Dave, when we were a kid, where we didn't know Bullwinkle was funny to grown-ups. No, that's right. It mm. turns out it was. We didn't know Bugs Bunny was funny mm-hmm. to grown-ups. You know, they write it where they could, you know, keep you happy with the animation and the stories and mm-hmm. stuff. But they had grown-up stuff in there. Well, Sesame Street does the same thing. Kermit was one of the original cast members and was based on Jim Henson. Carol Burnett appeared on the first Sesame Street uh, show, and she was still an up-and-coming star at that point. Oscar the Grouch was originally orange. Really? Yeah. Can't imagine that, can you? No. Do you know Cookie Monster isn't Cookie Monster's real first name? What Cookie is not his real first name? What? During a 2004 episode, and people still don't know if it's an ad-lib, Cookie Monster said his real name is Sid.
5: <laughs> he's totally a sid right? he, lo- he looks like a sid
0: in 1980 c3po and r2d2 went to sesame street and r2d2 uh, fell in love with a fire hydrant
5: oh right
0: i don't know if they ever got together but certainly anything ralph nader was in an episode really yeah and sang a song called a consumer advocate as a person in your neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and the kids went Who, who's that guy uh, Oscar the Grouch was named after a grumpy taxi driver who drove one of the cast members to his original uh, audition. Ernie had a hit in 1970 with the classic Rubber Ducky.
2: Oh, Ernie is the cutest. <laughs> Rubber Robert Ducky,
0: ducky you're, you're the one. The one. Yeah, see, you make know. bath time lots <laughs> of fun. That's
5: it. My favorite is Put Down the Ducky. It's the jazz version that he needs to put down the ducky because he carries it everywhere. I remember
0: when Guns N' Roses covered that. Put oh, down the ducky. Did they really? Oh, it was incredible. Afghanistan has its own version of Sesame Street that started in 2011. You think that would be enough to bring peace to the region? But so far, not so much. Mm. Um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul's Gus showed up on the show. Oh yeah, um, he played Big Bird's camp counselor, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was on a meth show. <laughs> uh, being that big of a bird It means a whole lot of feathers How many feathers in Big Bird? Any idea?
2: Oh, I would uh, say 2,000
0: 4,000 feathers That's close Maybe the count 4,000 4,000 feathers
2: uh, uh, uh.
0: Right? Uh, Cookie Monster has a British cousin named Biscuit Monster
2: True oh, story Oh, that's so cute Because they it's call them biscuits yeah, That's
5: exactly
0: right Wait uh, a second
4: Is that a real story? Yeah, is it
0: really
5: is do you guys follow any of these uh, characters on Twitter? Like the Count, literally counts his tweet every day—like <laughs> two thousand six hundred forty-seven tweet. Bah, ha, ha. Can you imagine how wrapped up he would be in his followers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to get more followers how on many the Count.
0: Likes I have. Yeah, on the Count. Many tweets. Uh, Bert and Ernie have spent years explaining and defending their relationship, and it's even been written into the show. That two stuffed uh, 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 toys can be friends, uh, you know, platonically.
2: Oh yes, because that's been the whole age-old yeah. question.
0: That's what we're talking about, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. right. And original snuff, originally Snuffleupagus was an imaginary friend of Big Bird before they decided to go full tilt.
2: Oh, Snuffleupagus, he kind of scares me. Well, you know, yeah.
7: he's he's a head cold with fur. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the day when all of a sudden everybody on Sesame Street could see Snuffleupagus.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah, I remember that oh, episode. Look yeah. at you. Uh, more Sesame Street facts on the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street this week. Uh, politics, of course, in the news every day. And two stories that you're going to hear a lot more about today is Nikki Haley's all over uh, plugging her book. The former United Nations ambassador and governor of South Carolina uh, taking a lot of heat about throwing uh, former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and former chief of staff uh, John Kelly under the bus in her book for coming to her about their concerns about Donald Trump. And they both deny they said, let's get him. And uh, she says, yeah, in fact, they did, and they should have gone to Trump. And Kelly makes points, and so does Tillerson, amongst other things. Tillerson said, "Uh, she doesn't know what I said to Trump, and she rarely showed up for meetings. So uh, there's some ugliness there. Meanwhile, public impeachment hearings start tomorrow. So that'll be the news story of the day, presumably. So, as uh, um, you, a lot of people are continuing to say, um, if there's nothing to hide, then cooperate and get it over with. In the same way, the Mueller investigation was elongated by a lack of cooperation. All right, so uh, I mentioned Sesame Street. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm an Elmo man. You know, uh, you know, Abigail and I watch a lot of Elmo. You know what I mean?
2: I think a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah.
0: my kids were. Yeah, yeah, and we both think I've talked to Abigail about this. Dorothy the goldfish underrated as an actress. <laughs> you have said that <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, I really do. But here's some more Sesame Street 50th anniversary things you may or may or not have known. The decision to stage an episode where everyone finally could see Snuffleupagus came from kind of a dark place. Steve, I don't know if you know this, but the premise was um, that uh, kids uh, were telling people there was this giant furry guy, and adults wouldn't believe them. And they were concerned about child abuse and teaching kids, it doesn't matter what you say to adults, they're not going to believe you. Yeah, and so you have to build some trust there. and, right. um, and that's why they revealed yeah. Snuffy. Right. Well,
2: I never knew that he was invisible and before he was visible. That
0: was before your time.
2: And then I never knew. I mean, it makes sense to me because he's the one that always kind of spooked me out.
7: Yeah. Yeah, it was it's a little what, scary. It was always confusing because I remember asking my mom. I would be like, "You
0: can see snuffleupagus, right? So why can't the people? Why can't other people?" Right. Answer? right. So it was just kind of a confusing situation. So that's why they went right. public yeah. with it. But again, testament to Sesame Street and thinking things through, and maybe mm-hmm. overthinking some things, but for the right reason. Uh, the only uh, Sesame Street character to ever testify before Congress, and boy, won't we need him now, my man Elmo. <laughs> when they were thinking about cutting off funding uh, that would have uh, paid for the production of Sesame Street and uh, public television in general.
2: What was the Elmo toy that sold out? Tickle Me Elmo. Ho-
0: yes. Yeah.
2: Remember? No, that, you couldn't get one.
0: Wasn't that the toy that was giving people seizures?
2: Oh, that I don't know. No, I don't know about that. I don't know I don't about
0: know, that. Know, but Tickle Me Elmo um, also comes in a version that has like six or seven original things that it says. Mm-hmm. And once you hear those three or four hundred times, you've probably heard them enough. <laughs> Uh, there was a rumor in the early 90s that Sesame Street was going to kill off Ernie. What? This is after Jim Henson died, and Jim Henson did the Ernie voice. Mm. So they thought in an effort to explain death and mourning to children, they would actually have Ernie die. They eventually decided not to, but a lot of people don't know this. Ernie had a Sesame Street intern start his car for at least a couple of weeks. Well,
3: that's what... Because he didn't know how he was going to go. Okay, so... Was the intern actually like another Muppet? (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it?
2: But that was what was so great about Sesame Street. They would tackle hard issues. Yeah,
3: sure.
0: Um, Big Bird offered a uh, uh, tear-causing, gut-wrenching tribute to Jim Henson at the Sesame Street Creator's memorial service. Uh, It's pretty cool when you can bring puppets to a memorial. But, you know, it's totally appropriate. It's what it should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cookie Monster uh, was originally obsessed with a different snack.
2: Whoa. Cookie, Cookie Monster.
0: Cookie Monster evolved from the wheel stealer, a snack pilfering puppet uh, created to promote wheels, crowns, and flutes in the 60s. The puppet later was seen eating a computer. So I think that's better, <laughs> oh. that they actually went with cookies as opposed to kids putting technology in their mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nigeria has a version of Sesame Street. And Cookie Monster isn't into cookies at all. Cookie Monster eats yams. Oh. Mm. The yam monster? (laughs) Yeah, and in a native language, says, me want yam.
2: Yams are delicious.
0: (laughs) So you say. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Especially uh, a yam casserole, sweet potato casserole.
0: Several Muppets have been fired. Some quietly, some not so quietly. Roosevelt Franklin uh, is the only only Muppet living on abandoned Muppet Island. Uh, Harvey Knee Slapper fired. Professor Hastings, Don Music, and Bruno the Trash Man
3: also didn't have their contracts renewed. Wow. Do they they get Muppet
0: severance? Well, one of the reasons they got rid of Don Music, Don Music, uh, I think it was a takeoff on Don Kirshner, you know, the Midnight Special guy? Yeah. And Don Music would bang his head whenever music played. (laughs) So they said they had little kids around the country getting injured because they would bang their heads.
2: Oh, my goodness. So amazing. Kids see things, and then they
0: learn from them, and they copy it. Puppeteering can be a dangerous job. Legendary puppeteer uh, Carol Spinney, um, who's been on this show a couple of times, who operated both Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch until 2018, shared a couple of war stories about what it's like for the people standing behind the boards in a 2015 interview with something called Bullseye. He revealed he cannot see out of Big Bird's costume. He's the guy in the costume. He has a monitor inside the costume that he watches instead, and he had to get used to walking around with a television screen as his guide. He also said, suddenly I'm looking down inside the costume, and I said, something feels hot. I looked down inside Big Bird, and I saw an orange flame. Oh, no! And it started getting long enough to go inside the suit, and I was like, oh, Big Bird's on fire. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, because of the elect the electrical equipment. Barely
0: there was a short that caught oh, Big Bird's costume goodness. on fire.
2: I mean, it's hot enough in the suits, I would imagine.
0: Right? One of the cameramen, a guy named Richie King, went over and patted the fire out. And you and, wouldn't you think Big Bird would drop and roll. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't Smokey get together with Big Bear and Big Beard and teach him that? Or Big, Big Bird? Bird? Big yeah. Beard? Big Beard's a different I character. Like- <laughs> That's Letterman. Um, wow! I want to know more about Bruno the Trash Man. Well, a lot of people do, but he's disappeared. We think he's in some sort of secret he's underworld. He's yeah. with the
3: fishes? He is, as a matter of fact. So what happens to those guys, though, that get fired? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find work, isn't it, for a Muppet if you get mm. fired from Sesame Street? There's not a lot of giant puppet openings out there.
0: Do like, do, like, a four-year-old not.
5: birthday parties and stuff?
3: Right, and how much money is in that? If you're lucky, you might end up on
0: Crank Yankers, but then oh, well, ooh, it's a limited yeah. run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave, I'm sorry to say there was never any real plans to turn Cookie Monster into Veggie Monster. In 2005, Sesame Street made healthy eating a theme for the season, and a lot of people thought Cookie Monster might start eating vegetables. Cookie Monster never gave up the cookies. Really? And I say salute.
2: It's pretty remarkable how they make that cookie crumble. It, like, explodes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no question. Um, And uh, there are versions of Sesame Street all over the world. It's translated into 70 different languages and 150 different versions of the show. And uh, Sesame Street is uh, now a real street in New York City. You know, we have these here in town all over the place. Um, Doesn't Orion have his own street? He does. Yes. Uh, Orion Samuelson Ave? Way. Way. Or Way. Bob Collins. had a Bob Collins Way? Bob Collins Way.
2: Dave, do you have a street in Evanston?
0: (laughs) No, I don't. It's the only word Dave hasn't gotten. No. But in early 2019 of this year, Sesame Street finally became a place in honor of the show's 50th and its impact on New York City. The intersection of West 63rd and Broadway was rechristened as Sesame Street. That's cool.
2: The main thing you realize is you just forget how what sponges little kids are and they notice every little thing, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Actually, that was my that was going to be my neighborhood when I was working in New York. and I was very close to an apartment right at that uh, not far from that intersection. So I was drawn to Sesame Street even then. <laughs> what
2: character would you have been?
0: <laughs> oh, I would have been Elmo. Yeah, definitely Elmo. Very tall Elmo. <laughs> Gee, what character scares you the most?
2: Uh, you know what? I didn't know if you were going to bring this up, but, uh, yeah, I, I find... Snuffy? Uh, Snuffleupagus for sure. And then, uh, I've never been a fan of the Fraggle Rock characters because of the way they move. Well, what and about
0: Animal, the rock and roll drummer? Did he scare you? Yeah, he,
2: yeah, a little bit. And then, uh, I, honestly, Kermit. Kermit bothers me. Why does Kermit bother you? I don't know. You can tell there's, like, a hand in there. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. I gotta tell is. you, there's
0: a hand in all of them.
2: I don't know. There's something about the way is, I don't know.
0: So when you were a little girl, it freaked you out.
2: Yeah, I think it started. I okay. I never was a. I could watch Sesame Street because some of the. I mean, I loved Cookie Monster. I loved Elmo, but uh, a lot of the characters scared me.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, did it ruin the show for you? <laughs> uh,
2: no, 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 okay. no, no, not
0: at all. And Sesame Street about to make history at the Kennedy Center next month. Sesame Street will receive a Kennedy Center honor, making it the first TV show ever to earn that distinction, which is generally saved for individuals so
2: um, people are gonna think I'm crazy now
0: here you go some Sesame Street news now other breaking news this morning and Steve I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you this as gently as possible we have Popeye's chicken news did you try the Popeye's chicken sandwich I have not no um, it's, uh, it's it's very good uh, but there's some trouble, and this is uh, Popeye's Chicken breaking news. Do we have this sponsored? Why wouldn't Popeye sponsor the Popeye's Chicken News? Working on it.
2: Uh, they don't need to, they're getting plenty of coverage.
0: I suppose so. But Popeye's is uh, a restaurant across the country, but overwhelmed by demand, obviously. And on Friday, you may have seen this over the weekend, TMZ abstained images of an employee at a Fairfax, Virginia Popeye's scrambling to put together chicken sandwiches for all the people in line because they're in line and they're chanting, We want chicken. They're like, you know, Dawn of the Dead and it turns out this particular employee was in the line of sight of customers making these chicken sandwiches on a tray on top of a trash can oh sign me up I mean who needs that meanwhile Popeye's staff got into a huge fight after one worker was supposedly taking chicken sandwiches home and selling them on the side excellent (laughs) on eBay (laughs) Uh, was it eBay was that the mode I mean that would I'm seem to guessing. be that would seem to be better than you know you just running around door to door going hey man who wants chicken
2: Steve <laughs> Steve Grzanage offered to uh, freeze a Popeyes chicken sandwich for Super Joe because right. Super Joe still hasn't been able to get one and refuses to go to the location that I have recommended that he go to well yeah and uh, he refused he didn't want it
0: and remember there have been multiple fights at restaurants for people cutting in line and one guy got stabbed and died. It's just a sandwich, kids.
2: All, also, there was a guy that jumped the counter in Georgia and then was uh, beaten up.
0: Well, as he should have been. I mean, that's right. That seems completely he right. the counter. You know, if we want them as a sponsor, we're going to have to talk about more of the positive stories rather than the stabbing <laughs> I and so. accidents and selling on the side. So. But, you know, we live in a rule of law society, and if you're going to follow the rule of law, you don't get to jump the line at Popeye's.
2: And just go to Fry the Coop, guys. It's yeah, local. It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> so
0: good. I've been there twice since we had him yes. in the studio. What? Yeah, just, uh, Super Just thinking about getting an apartment nearby. <laughs> That's how much he likes his sandwiches. So, All right, 7.30 means it's time for the news, and then we continue on the Steve Cochran Show. Exciting news from the Channel 9 Tom Skilling Weather Center. Did you know it's called that day, the Tom Skilling Weather Center? <laughs> yes. I mean, it better be. should be. Uh, Morgan Kolkmeier. Kohlme- uh, uh, you know, Morgan's about to have a baby, mm-hmm. and yet she's worried about us. Uh, she tweeted out, we've broken the record cold low for today. It's 7 degrees at O'Hare right now on november 12th so
3: we're number one
0: we're number one we're number one in horrible cold (laughs) congratulations to us hey yesterday on his show he spent a lot of time talking about veterans obviously it was veterans day and i couldn't get to all the texts that you find people sent in uh asking to have the people you love recognized so we put them all online uh every text we got between six and ten yesterday uh is posted along with the podcast from yesterday, clips of, of, of G&I reading some of, those, uh, some of those texts. You can go to wgnradio.com slash Cochran. You can see that right there and listen to it as well. And I've opened up a, uh, a vein of interest here with the Sesame Street thing. People, are people all they want to talk about is Sesame Street now. It 8, makes sense. 847. Steve, I don't respect Sesame Street as much as I used to. HBO bought them. Kids without money can't access the education they were providing. That's why they originally started out on Channel 11. Really disappointing. I don't know the backstory on that, do you? mm I don't. I mean, was the deal made with uh, Sesame Street and HBO to fund it? Or was Sesame Street sold outright? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get our best people on that. Because uh, the, the texture's not wrong. I mean, it should. There should be access mm. to uh, to uh, everybody, not just HBO uh, folks. Obviously, you can access any of the rerun.
2: Yeah, I guess um, on, to uh, get YouTube. new Sesame Street episodes, yeah. you have to uh, subscribe to the streaming service.
0: Yeah, and I think it was a situation where Sesame Street was in dire straits, and so it was either so going to go funny away thing. or be saved by HBO. Okay. And I think HBO saved it. Six three zero. There's a clip on YouTube of the count being bleeped. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's kind of funny when you think about it, the Count losing his mind.
2: Can I add, it does say that episodes will air for free on PBS at some point after the episode's debut on HBO Max. Okay. So eventually you'll get it for well, free.
0: What, when Abigail's 12th, 13th? Well, I so. mean, I guess after its first run. Uh, hey Steve, watch the documentary on Elmo, see how he came about. It's really cool. Bye-bye. I've never had a text say bye-bye to me. That's kind of like I like it. 847, Grover, the most overlooked character on Sesame Street, the rondy danger field of the cast. Well, I don't argue with that. 708, I put all my daughter's stuffed animals in the washing machine, forgot to take the batteries out of Elmo. I was giggling during the wash cycle. <laughs> oh, I'll say, I just got a little tired of it. The great Bob McGrath from Sesame Street from Ottawa, Illinois. We've had Bob on the show. Uh, 217, we loved Roosevelt, frankly, and he just vanished when my sons and I were watching. Well, that's how they get rid of characters on that show. They just disappear. You know, they get made an offer that they can't refuse. They refuse it, and they disappear. (laughs) I didn't think you were done. (laughs) 708, Snuffy was never invisible. He just seemed to leave or be behind something when adults appeared. Um, Thank you for that. It says, love your show. 847, hey, Steve. When there was a controversy about Elmo's puppeteer, they pulled Elmo off the show for a while. There was an allegation that... Uh, The puppeteer had been indiscreet with a boy. It was proven false. That's also in the documentary. I remember that story. I
2: remember that, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: When Mr. Hooper died, they did deal with grief on Sesame Street. I remember that, too. 708. No shout-out to Miss Piggy. She's my favorite. Miss Piggy, what up? So I get a little knowledge on that I'll share with you. What's that? Uh, Miss Piggy was not a Sesame Street character. Um, She has never been on Sesame Street. Is she a Muppet? Uh, she is a Muppet. She was on the Muppet Show. She never did a crossover. She
3: never was on Sesame Street. And Gonzo. So there was a bunch of Muppets that were never on Sesame Street, including Fozzie Bear, uh, Gonzo, uh, Bunsen, and Beaker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
3: Animal, and Miss Piggy were never on Sesame Street. Are they blacklisted. Uh, I don't know. I, well, Miss Piggy does a blue show, I yeah. Mean, so really maybe does. that's why she's a little risque.
0: Um, and finally, this. Well, there's two. Eight four seven. Gee, it's just wrong. Not liking Kermy.
2: I, I want to like him. It's just a weird...
0: I think you need to get into therapy. Immediately, I do. <laughs> and 262, this is great. I had a musician play rubber ducky on a harp at a baby shower for my daughter's first child. How great is that? <laughs> I love that. You're a good mom. The Steve Cochran Show continues. Uh, I, I've got an aunt, my Aunt Carol. She's dealing with the final stages of Alzheimer's. and It's a horrible story because anybody that goes through Alzheimer's on the care side, <clears throat> if you care about somebody you love that's it's going through, it's awful. It's just awful. And my cousin Dave, who's been you know one of my best friends since we were, uh, grew up together, he and his brother Danny and sister Cindy from a little farther away are all dealing with it. Um, but one of the things that she went through was uh, prior to where cognitive skills are now or people preying on her for money. And as you start to lose your cognitive ability and to make appropriate decisions, um, there are a lot of bad people out there who are willing to steal your money. So you have to be very diligent and careful, and uh, the last thing your adult parents, whether they're in their 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, want to hear from you is you think you should help them handle their money, um, but in fact, uh, there is something to be said for the 80-plus year old generation of a trust that exists in a world that maybe isn't worthy of that trust the, the way it used to be, and I don't mean that to be cynical. But the truth is, uh, people aren't as trustworthy as they used to be. Blame it on social media. Blame it on the Internet and the interconnections we have. all, all have where criminals have more access. But take this story, for instance. A 90-year-old North Dakota woman just lost $400,000. Her life savings in a Jamaican lottery scam. She's been paid back a total of $287. Mm. <clears throat> Edna Schmitz of Harvey, North Dakota, uh, was the victim their case launched what became the first large-scale Jamaican lottery scam case prosecuted. That's part of the problem. We talked to Karen Conti about this, Dave, you know, because your dad's up there, but your dad's a yep. savvy dude. He is. Um, but um, we talked to Karen Conti about the fact that when it comes to the Internet, where these things are generally born and, and mostly used, um, it's like the Wild West. All these laws have to be written and prosecuted so they become precedents so they can be prosecuted again. So it's not an automatic thing. This Jamaican lottery scam. Authorities identified victims of the scam in 31 states with more than 100 mostly elderly Americans uh, built out of more than $6 million. Ugh. I'm so disappointed, Schmitz told the Bismarck Trim of the small amount she's gotten back. Uh, she said she was told another check for $138 is pending. Federal prosecutors pledged to get at least some of the victims' money back, but offenders' inability to pay often limits the collection of restitution. According to the National Center for Victims of Crime, many victims wait years, and obviously at the age of 90, she may not have that. Most restitution ordered in federal courses cases, court cases never is collected, in fact. So what do you do about it? Well, it's uh, listen, you, you got to be diligent about what... You know, you think about watching your kids online and trying to manage your teenager's behavior and your preteen's behavior in this world of social media. Well, here's a little more stress for you. You also got to watch mom and dad. Yeah. And at the very least, sit down with your elderly parents, if it applies, and just explain to them that there are bad people out there. And to trust your instincts. If, in fact, there's that little voice inside you that says it's too good to be true, it is. Don't give your money away. Um, the specifics of the Jamaican lottery scam vary in case to case. Um, so basically all I can do to help you at this point is just tell you if there's anything involving Jamaica and mom or dad giving up money
3: yeah.
0: and it's, clear. and it's not with a travel agent to take a trip to Jamaica, uh, don't go anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't mean to bring you a sad story after sad story, but this is, uh, we've had the North side Syrian doctors on the show on multiple occasions. Were connected to the White Helmets of Syria. The White Helmets of Syria are these incredible heroes who, in the middle of the worst bombing zones in the Civil War in Syria, would go in and work in hospitals where there was no respect for the fact that there were hospitals. The hospitals were bombed. They'd work to help uh, get people who were injured, severed limbs, whatever, to hospitals. And now the body of James LeMessurier... Um, was discovered on Monday near his home in Istanbul, Turkey. He is, in fact, one of the founders of the White Helmets. Cause of death not known, but he was still a young man. Um, And Hamish uh, DeBretton-Gordon, a director of the Doctors Under Fire campaign group, and a friend of the deceased, says it's absolutely tragic. He was one of the few people who had truly made a humanitarian footprint in Syria. Because you think about it, you know, we can bitch about the cold today all you want. But as we get up this morning on the other side of the world in Syria... There's still a civil war raging. And the politics of it, uh, you know, you can talk about that separately all day. But the reality of it is there's there's mothers and children and men who are running to save their lives. Um, Mr. Le, and I'm sorry about the pronunciation, but Mr. uh who is believed to be in his 40s at his time of death, It also worked for the United Nations and was considered a co-founder of the White Helmets, that organization also known as the Syria Civil Defense. Again, helped rescue civilians caught up in attacks in areas of Syria controlled by the opposition to President Bashar al-Assad. And the common belief is that the Russian bombing squads don't care. If you're perceived to be an enemy, it doesn't matter. Man, woman, child, you're going to get bombed. So God bless him. And his family, and God bless the doctors who live here in Chicago, Syrian uh, natives, um, who have gone over and done the work they've done. You know, Super Joe and Viv, we got to get those guys back on. It's been a couple of years, I think, since they've been out, so we, we certainly need to get an update. There's a substantial Syrian community here in Chicago. All right, 7.55, I promise i will find some happier news, and, of course, more on entertainment with Dean coming up after 8 o'clock as well. We were just talking off the air a second ago, a little impromptu get-together. We've been trying to figure out where we would do this on the show, because we've got a new schedule. We're trying to get used to it around here. Um, but in case you missed it, uh, Vivian, producing the show, she's Greek. I don't know if you guys knew that.
2: I had no idea. Yeah. Wait,
0: yeah. what? Yeah, no, she's Greek. So the uh, new feature be called It's Greek to Me. And uh, she's going to tell us why, in fact, she's not crazy, though, on a daily basis, in post show meetings and different things, we believe she proves that she is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying, right?
2: she's uh, she's quirky. she's got she's got a lot of good energy positive crazy in a energy. delightful way, yes, positivity um, she's electric
0: and uh, earlier this morning, in the middle of talking about the slippery uh, conditions outside, uh, we mentioned that Dave and I both were nearly killed by ice last year, and we believe it was renegade ice. Ice that had had a de- designs on us. It wasn't there one minute. It was there the next. Yeah, you know, I'm a former athlete, and by that I mean the 80s, 90s maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in great shape, but yet the ice nearly took us out. But, yep. but you know, sitting right there in traffic uh, today, uh, Jen DeSalvo Jen's a good-looking athlete husband who can't be more than 15 or 16 years old.
5: Uh, well, a little bit older than that. Oh, otherwise, yes. it'd be illegal.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> fell, and and he got wrecked by ice so badly that he's got 47 pins in his foot or something. Well, I don't right? think yeah. she said 47.
5: Minus 40. <laughs> now he's got seven screws, a plate, and then uh, some type of tie thing or whatever. Yeah, just walking down three And where? On his
3: foot? In his foot, right leg. I yeah. remember when that happened.
5: Oh awful he was in a wheelchair for like two months because he had to have surgery and what
3: was awful the fact that
0: he was hurting or the fact that you had to take care of him <laughs>
5: Depended
0: on the day, a little bit of column
5: a little bit of column yeah, well then we also had the puppy that had gotten spayed at the same oh, time and so boy. oh yeah my house was interesting you
0: were the only one in the hospital not getting cut on
5: <laughs> it's uh he's almost fully recovered mm-hmm. though i say the dog oh, or your husband my husband oh, okay yeah, it's okay, been taking it. a long time but yeah luckily he's he's doing better and we salt insane amounts now. Yeah,
0: get the pet-friendly stuff, but watch mm-hmm. out, kids. Let's get to the news here, shall we? 809 now, and Dean Richards joins us live from where he works at Channel 9. Hi. I got a, uh, or, or, or we saw a tweet from Megan this morning. From uh, Megan. Oh, I'm sorry, is it Megan? That's it not it? Megan. More? Oh, Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> So anyway, Megan's from Morgan. I saw a tweet from Morgan. Are you talking about
7: Morgan (laughs) Kochmeyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our meteorologist in the morning? Listen, I got close. Uh, That meant many of the letters correct.
0: Talking about the fact that it's seven degrees at O'Hare. So I just want to salute the weather center people all over.
7: Yeah, oh, she's uh, into it. She's, uh, when when the, I guess it tied the record low Mm -hmm. uh, this morning, she's got very, very, very excited. And she's pregnant, so, I mean, she could... She could go at any time. She could go at any time with you uh, know a bit of exciting weather news.
0: Well, I'm told that uh, you know for years it's been said that you should sing to your baby before your baby's born. Mm. Sing to the belly. Um, does she play like recorded Tom Skilling forecast for the baby?
7: She does. Uh, mm. She. Uh, uh, I'll see her back in the weather office sometimes with a little cassette recorder. <laughs> Who even knew that you could get one of those anymore? <laughs> and, uh, it's, and it's
0: time going, oh, uh, hello, uh, baby. Hey,
7: hey, hey, I tell you, we've got a, a cold front moving over the pancreas right now. <laughs> uh,
0: Goodness gracious, baby. We sure can't wait to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> coming up Ricky Gervais, Disney Plus. This is big news about Ricky Gervais. It is? I don't know this news. Huge, Looking forward to you breaking this news. Huge, huge Pat Sajak news. Yep. Yeah, also um, huge. The, Every story is huge. The Harry Potter house not so big. <laughs> <laughs> is uh in the news as well. Um all of that uh coming up. How are you today, Dean? I'm fine. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure, because I had something to bring up to you.
7: Normally, uh, we start the segment with our little, uh, you know, the intro. Oh, the music? And I noticed yesterday and today it wasn't there.
0: That band, the union thing with the band.
7: Are we doing something different? Are we, like, a little
0: Oh, th- I'm sure you'll be contacted. Is there
7: some new budget thing that I should know about?
0: No, we're talking to the band right now. Oh. We're in negotiations. Okay. And uh, it turns out that uh, we've got a union dispute. But we're working on it, Dean. Just curious. By the way, Dean, Mr. Viral... Um, I didn't bring this up to you yesterday because we were so I tied taken up. taking uh, antibiotics, and I'm
7: okay now, by the way.
0: So we talked about this, I think, on uh, Thursday's show, because I wasn't here Friday. And Thursday's show, we talked about the fact that you had sat down with uh, Matt Damon and uh, Batman. Christian Bale. And uh, Matt Damon called Jimmy Kimmel uh, an a-hole, a-hole a couple of times. Yeah, three, right. three times. Next thing you know, Kimmel's running it. Right. And the Internet goes crazy. Right.
2: We mentioned it on uh, Friday oh, yeah. when you we were sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Dean don't...
0: was trending. Mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> I was. I trend. said,
2: like, he needed to be even more famous.
0: Right. Uh, and it's a it's the exact clip of Kimmel, uh, or I should say of uh, Damon telling you that.
7: Right. We had it here before Kimmel.
0: Right. Well, I would hope you would break it since it was you. <laughs> <laughs> How awkward would that be if they didn't run it, and Kimmel did? Um, Here, here's
7: the thing, though. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'd come home from a screening that night, and I can't go just go right to bed. Sure. When I you know I got unwind a little bit, so I put the TV on, and I'm watching uh, Kimmel. I'm watching the monologue and everything, and then suddenly uh, I hear myself. I'm kind of half-dozing off, and I hear myself on TV. It's like, <laughs> what the? What the? <laughs> so they had, uh, I guess they saw it on the Internet someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, then I started to get crazy emails and texts from people. Uh, You've so, already added it to your resume, right?
0: As appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live.
7: I yes, I make it sound like I'm, I've been a guest on uh, Jimmy sure, Kimmel. Sure, sure. When in fact he didn't even say my name. Well, that's how
0: show business works, kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, Twitter trending. Dean will be back in a moment with all those breaking stories, including the Harry Potter one. It's not so big, a day.
7: but without the usual intro, though.
0: <laughs> right until the, until we get this settled. This game.
7: is more on entertainment
0: unplugged. <laughs> That's right, the stripped down '90s grunge version. Right, Dean Richards, the entertainment editor. We're going with a low budget version. <laughs> wow, today
7: it's nice. Yeah, maybe budget listeners budget. would like to uh, send in their versions. Oh, that'd
0: be great. So,
7: what happened to Ricky Gervais? Ricky Gervais is going to be back hosting the Golden Globes. Oh. I think this is fantastic news.
0: He made fun of celebrities. He
7: ravaged celebrities. Uh, You know, no one's going to want to sit in the first ten rows. Is
0: this going to be the only time that nobody shows up for the Golden Globes?
7: (laughs) Besides the audience. Uh, He is going to be hosting the show that will be on January 5th this year. It's the fifth time that he's done it since 2010. Last time he did it was 2016. 2016 and uh he is you know considered like the quintessential golden globes host he has no problem drinking during the show he made fun of johnny depp and angelina jolie and mel gibson just absolutely skewering everybody uh during the show so you know
0: all the background information what is it like for him when he sees those people does he care or or is it is it all like they understand he's just joking? I think that
7: some people took it really personally <laughs> uh last time <laughs> and I don't think he cares. I I mean I've never I've never asked him about it, but I I I think that he just doesn't he care. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's there to have fun.
0: I'm there to do a job.
7: Right? Smart somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to make fun of the celebrities. Bottom line of this whole thing is that, you know, uh, the ratings are off for award shows so you know these award shows are trying to do whatever they can to get eyeballs back well, on well
0: you really want to test this theory put him in charge of the oscars let's roll ricky gervais out for the oscars Oh,
7: that would be fantastic <laughs> i would love that
0: so much <laughs> where he opens with a song called pretentious that they wrote backstage about all the people that were there that night yep uh, didn't Tina Fey and Amy Poehler host the Golden Globes? Yes, they did, and they were great, very successfully. They also did a. But I listen. I, I haven't hosted the Oscars in years, as you know. Um, but I'm told it's a gigantic pain in the butt. Right. You, you know, you're not paid for it. It's it's for exposure, and it's a ton of work. It's kind of thankless. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you're really good, people might notice. But if you suck on any level, if you make any mistakes, it's all your fault.
7: Yeah, you're you're going to get beaten up no matter what you do, and that's uh, you know again, I think that speaks to Ricky Gervais. He just does not care. (laughs) (laughs) He would.
0: (laughs) So the Disney Plus service is out.
7: Yeah, it kicked off at uh, midnight uh, this morning.
0: Weird, there were some tech problems already rolling out.
7: There are already some problems uh, with this. They're not off to uh, a good start. Uh, This would be no. This would be like Space Mountain stopping on the first hill.
0: Uh, Dave Dave was trying to tell me that my Mickey Mouse and the Queen sound very similar. Well, just sort of the same. I I don't hear it. it, Let me just uh, show you. Let's hear Queen. Here's the Queen. Oh, good morning, Dean. How are you?
3: And Mickey? And Mickey? Oh, no. Totally different. Completely different. I don't know how I could possibly confuse them. That's why you're known as the
7: Rich Little of the new millennium. They call me the man of two voices. Uh, so, this uh, new service, it's a, th- a new streaming service called Disney Plus. Uh-huh. It's going to c- be competing with Netflix and uh-huh. Amazon Prime and all the rest. It's cheaper, though, right? Seven, 70 bucks? Uh, 6 yeah. a month mm-hmm. is what the charge is for that. But already this morning, it hasn't even been on the air for like five hours yet. And all over social media, people are saying they're having trouble signing into it. There are hour long waits to call Disney Plus for people who are not able to uh, to get through. So things are not off to a great start. But uh, all things Disney on there, Pixar, Star Wars, National Geographic, they've put up 16 of the 23 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies on there. Hmm. Uh, they've got original programming. So we'll see. How, this is supposed to be a huge battle between Disney and Netflix, we'll see how it shakes out.
0: You know, uh, the big thing for Netflix has been, we don't care if you share your your login credentials. Supposedly, they're cracking down on that now, but I would assume Disney's going to come out of the gate with that. Like, you can't share your login credentials, because I know for a fact... They have death squads led by Donald Duck and Goofy that will come to your house if right. you start giving out your credentials.
7: That's right. You'll get uh, a truck full of ducks without pants on
0: <laughs> coming into your house. And who needs that? What a mess to clean up!
5: Uh, Trace Caballeros can't wait to watch that on Disney Plus.
0: That'd be See? three Caballeros.
5: Yeah. Mm. Ducks without pants.
0: There you go. Look at you. Which was That's a band, Steve, was obviously. it? Yes, it was. Pat Sajak, is he going to be okay, a little Dini? Yeah, well,
7: you know, little Pat Sajak, the pride of Farragut High School here in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he had uh, emergency surgery uh, the other day. Had uh, a blockage of his uh, intestine.
0: Yeah, that sounds painful.
7: You don't want to have that. Ooh. But uh, they've corrected that. And he yesterday he tweeted out, the worst is over. He's recovering. Expected to be back on the Wheel of Fortune soon. But in the meantime, Vanna White has taken over hosting duties on the show. And those episodes will be on sometime in early December.
0: And uh, you know know who's turning the letters? Hmm. Mickey Mouse. Really? Yeah. How would that sound? Oh, let's see. Hold on, Vanna. I can't walk so fast in these shoes. I'd like to buy a viol. (laughs) A viol? What? (laughs) I'd like to buy a viola. Uh, by the way, when they, I, I assume they resected Pat Sajak's intestine or something. Are they going to give that away? A Wheel of Fortune? Is that well, going to be one would of the be prizes?
7: fantastic if the wheel stopped on resected colon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the one story that isn't that big a deal, but Dean wants you to know. The Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter.
7: <laughs> you know yeah. what? You're
2: saying Harry Potter?
0: I have not been able to talk since 6 o'clock.
7: But you why is that I important? noticed What I noticed today when I was driving in, I was like, wow, that's a big full moon. And this has been the weirdest morning. Yeah, I believe in full moons. How people act weird mm. in full moons. I think that's what's happening with I, you, listen. with me. With I can't with, talk. Yeah. No,
2: is that the Greek in you? Do you think?
7: V- being superstitious? Yes. Oh, probably. This,
2: this is what Viv is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Viv is saying she is a uh, very
7: superstitious. Right. I spit on it. Tui, tui, tui,
0: tui. I spit on the moon. That
7: that's was a Dean Martin song. That's a Greek thing too. Um, the the Harry Potter house. The childhood home of Harry Potter is now being used, uh, you can rent it, on Airbnb. This is not the Dursley home, Steve, where Harry slept underneath the stairs. Okay, This was the, his childhood home, where he lived with his parents before Lord Voldemort came in. And, uh, they killed him! Well, he he scarred him literally scarred him for life. But didn't he
0: kill the parents. He
7: did kill the parents. Right. He did kill the parents. Uh, so that's this ha- That's the house that is uh, being used. It's uh, called the Devere House. It's being. Re- it's a two bedroom home. Uh, one hundred and fifty three dollars a month already booked through the end of January. Wait, one
0: hundred fifty three dollars a month. Mean right, it might night?
7: be a day. That might be a day. But even this still, $150 is, a day. Yeah, I don't have this real estate listing, but it does. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Dean. This sorry, does sorry. sound like a real estate listing. No, Maybe go ahead does. with the it music. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it does sound like a real estate listing. Uh, sorry, $153 a day. Okay. It's $153 a day.
0: $153 a day. Right. That seems reasonable.
7: And, uh, and where is it? It's in uh, the, uh, London.
0: $153 bucks in London?
2: I'll only do it if Dobby the house elf is also there.
0: Oh, Dobby will be there. $153, but i am trying to wrap my head around that. That's cheaper than, like, you know, a suburban hotel will cost you. Of course, you know me, I go to the hourly
2: ones. <laughs> Please don't share. Don't tell us that.
0: Uh, the Harry Potter house available on Airbnb.
7: Steve only rents hotel rooms by the hour. Right, right. It doesn't stay for a full night.
0: I check in and they go, um, well, why do you only need it for an hour? And I go, come on. Really? You don't know? Um, Dina, and then they're thrown off when I check in alone.
7: He gets, uh, he gets to his room and calls, um, do you have
0: magic fingers beds here? No. Right. Where do I put the quarters? I don't see where you put the quarters.
1: Let's not go down this path.
0: <laughs> hey, Dean, nice work by you.
7: That can be yours on Airbnb. All right, thanks, Steve. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, oh, boys and girls, Moss, Mickey, have a wonderful day today. Right, it's uh,
0: i twenty seven. We'll come back with the news in just moments on seven twenty Uh Stand by, head coach Jeremy Colleton from your Chicago Blackhawks coming up here in just a few moments. Be talking about who they are playing? The Vegas Golden Knights That's tonight in Vegas tomorrow. Oh, well, tomorrow. That's my tomorrow. point, David. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow night in Vegas. <laughs> Here's your news. <laughs> I'll be over here if I'm needed. All right, coming up, Coach Jeremy Colleton, the Blackhawks in Vegas. I don't know if I should bring this up to him, but Vegas has the worst, the most annoying pregame ceremony mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League.
2: What do you mean? What do they do? I don't know
0: about this. It's kind of a Renaissance Festival thing. Oh. The Vegas Golden Knights. Really? Yeah. So, There's
2: horses? Swords?
0: There are swords. So the Vegas Golden Knight is allegedly a hero. First off, in Vegas, um, Dave, were you with us on that trip? I was not. Okay, but I told you about it, right? Oh, yeah, and I've seen it. There's an elevated stage where they have a band. And this band comes out, but the band plays like rock and roll covers. And they're kind of dressed like uh, Renaissance Festival characters, but they have Spaceman helmets on. (laughs) Makes no sense. (laughs) The mascot, at least it used to be, the unofficial mascot in the first season was Carrot Top. Comedian?
2: Oh, really? You're not making that up?
0: No, because of Carrot Top's obvious long association with the National Hockey League. Carrot Top has a permanent residency in Vegas where he does stand up every night. Uh, And they have other celebrities that come through Vegas who come to these games. But the most annoying thing is uh, the noise never stops. I'm not talking about the crowd. There's music and chatter and yeah, and just yammering on and on and on the entire thing. Entire. There's always, like, a need for making sure you're not focused on anything. But the beginning is what I'm talking about. The Golden Knight has to come out on the ice in his cheap-ass Golden Knight costume because the Black Knight has taken over the arena. So the Black Knight is at the center of the ice, and the Golden Knight skates out to vanquish the Black Knight and then takes his sword and stabs it into a mythical rock, and then the theme hits and the team comes out.
2: Wow, this is reminding me that I have never been to medieval times, and I've always dreamed of going to medieval times.
0: Is that dream over now?
2: A little bit. I think you, I've just lived it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's in Vegas. But should I bring that up to Colleton? Because I would think Colleton's probably not all that focused on that one. No, and
3: I would think at that point he's probably really getting his team ready for the game, as opposed to worrying about what the uh, Golden Knights are doing to entertain the house. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good.
0: It's not good. Uh, speaking of uh, the Hawks, you know, we uh, need the Hawks to play well, and they are playing better, and they're on their way to playing well, and then it'll be great. Uh, but that helps us get through the winter. In a cold, miserable day like today, you know, you need help getting through. Yes. The Bears have uh, certainly don't have it turned around. But if the Bears were able to somehow miraculously make a run, that would help us get through the winter.
2: Hot toddies help too.
0: Hot uh, drinking. <laughs> but what's what's going on with
3: the Bulls? Uh what's going on with them? They're the not Bulls? good. They they have not played very, you know, they they they're good enough to be in games and and to be there, but but at crunch time it just seems like something goes wrong for them. They should win tonight. This this should be a win. I, I like them.
2: how uh, Dave repeated the question to himself that you asked. Well, because it is a little <laughs> bit. It's,
3: it's perplexing. It is a little. Yeah, I mean, they should be better, and you look at their record, and they're kind of where they've been. Yeah.
2: He looked up into the sky. He yeah. looked up to God I'm for looking an for a heavenly
3: counsel. <laughs> Michael Jordan, I
0: think, is 56 or seven now. Mm-hmm. I would bring him back and start him
3: tomorrow. Yeah. No, I i, I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. Well, you got to know how to win. Yeah, that's a big part of it.
2: When I hear Hamp rant, I often wonder why the Bears don't bring Hamp back to coach a little bit and give them a little pep talk in the locker room.
3: You know, we forgot to ask Hamp yesterday was, you know, his alma mater fired their coach on Sunday. I
0: thought he was upset about enough. Yeah, Or maybe that would have made him happy. I don't know how he felt about that particular coach. Anyway,
2: speaking of bringing people back.
0: Yeah, so uh, the point is, the Hawks are doing their part. The mm-hmm. bears may be doing their part. The bulls need to suck it up. We need distractions to get us through another Chicago winter, and the bulls are not doing their job.
2: And I will drink more hot toddies.
0: And you will help pick up the slack for those of us who don't drink at all. Uh,
2: thank you very much. Yeah, nicely
0: done by you, G. Uh, that's G. Suki That's Dave. That's Super Joe. That's Vivian. Uh, and then in the newsroom, you got your Steve. And filling in for, um, is it Vanderbilt? Mary Vanderbilt. In traffic is Jen D <laughs> music did the coach tell us he like the other day it ABBA?
2: no it's country, oh, no, country. It's, uh, oh i'm getting him and i'm getting uh coach Fitz confused
0: well,
3: yeah that some... was kenny chesney right with coach Fitz,
0: we're well, gonna get some country music for coach i know not that this isn't great obviously coach jeremy colton joins us good oh, morning
3: coach george straight
0: good morning how I are nice. you guys can't, re- we can't really play george straight he's not a beaten. why not
1: He's just not upbeat oh, enough. Ooh. <laughs> I liked hearing that fire yeah, from Coach. That was good.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. just not, he's not upbeat enough to be an, have an introduction musically for you. That's all I'm saying. I'm not knocking your friend George straight. Think, I, think, I think you could find what you needed. <laughs> this is how he coaches. He goes, you got it in you. You got it in you. And I go right. out there and get it. I was in the house uh, for the uh, win the other night. That third period was Bananas.
8: It was. It was a uh, little, little more exciting than we wanted it to be. But, uh, <laughs>
1: exactly.
8: I think we had put ourselves in a pretty good position. Uh, ultimately, you know, we took too many penalties, and uh, we give them. We give them some hope, give them some life with uh, you know with turnover, and then they score. And then they have some pretty good players who they, they smell blood in the water, and they're going to come at us. But uh, we found a way to, to win and finish it out, and yeah, that's that's ultimately what we needed was two points.
0: Exactly, and the 5-4 win is great. But that first period, that's as good as a team's played all year, and maybe as good as the team's played in two years. That first period was tremendous did they get gassed after that because they were able to fight off each other in the second period and then as we said the third period was a little nuts but that first period was I mean if you could get 60 minutes of that you'd never lose again
8: (laughs) well I think part of it is we scored in our chances and so uh, you know I think we've had other good periods too but we finished uh, last game and that's uh, it's part of it. We know we got to put the puck in the net. But uh, I don't think we ran out of gas. I thought, like I said, we were in a good position. Uh, but we, we they have some some very dynamic offensive players, and they got a little life off the second goal, and, and then it was hockey.
3: What does it do for a team when uh, Jonathan Taves comes to the defense of a teammate the way he did?
8: Yeah, it was a big moment for the team. I think he... Uh, you know, responds right away without hesitation, and uh, you know we end up killing off the the power play, and we end up scoring. So uh, big, big moment in the game, and think that that was part of the the great start we had.
0: And that that's not a surprise to you guys on the team, um, and for those of us who know Jonathan even a little bit, he's one of the most competitive guys you're ever going to meet. So I'm not surprised he yes. jumped in the middle of that.
8: That's true. He, he's very competitive and he's uh, passionate and, and cares about his teammates and, of course, the team. And uh, that's what he showed.
0: Can you explain why a hockey fight matters in a positive way to the casual hockey fan?
8: Uh, it's just it's not even so much whether it's a fight or it's just a response, you know, show that, you know, when someone, you know, we didn't the in the ice, certainly didn't like the hit on, on Saturday. I wasn't really prepared for it, and it uh, shows that, hey, we care about you, and we're going to stick up for you, and, and we're in this
3: together. You've got uh, at least a point in five of your last six games. Have you sensed uh, a, a difference in the way this team is playing now compared to, say, a month ago?
8: Well, there's some confidence, and uh, you know when you get results and you get points, it's easier. It's easier to, sure. to keep going. We would like to get more. I think there's opportunities to have more of the points than we we have. You know, we we uh, lost a couple of overtime shootout uh, situations where we've we've played pretty well, and uh, so that's. I don't think we're where we want to be, and, and I don't think our game is, is where we want to be either. But having said that, we're making progress, and, and we're going to we're going to have to continue to improve as the year goes on. So, um, you know, even even when you do get some points or you get some results, we can't lose the hunger to get better, and I think that's got to be our approach.
0: Um, Robin Leonard has been exceptional. Now, if you're only paying a little bit of attention, you see goals given up, um, and you're going to go well three or four a game, but uh, 57 shots. I I I think I tweeted this out the other night. Don't walk behind him and say boo. I mean, I'd be twitching for the rest of my life. Fifty-seven shots. Uh, it was crazy.
8: Yeah, they got a lot of pucks in the net, and you know, again, it was mostly we took too many penalties, and especially in the third, and and then they got a long stretch of uh, six on four and six on five. Uh, but you know, to his credit, Robin was good, and and he uh, swallowed everything up.
0: Kirby Doc was on with us yesterday. He's a good kid, as you know. But um I thought it was a good sign too the way he buried that puck in the first period when he saw it. No hesitation.
8: Yeah, he's he's gonna be a great player, no question. I think he's he's had some really good games and uh nice to see, you know, his response uh, you know, after coming out of the, the lineup. He uh and it wasn't anything to do, it wasn't like a punishment or anything, just trying to get him a rest and I thought he came back fresh and excited to play and did a great job.
0: Uh, get prepared, Coach. I'm just giving a little pre-warning. is going to be coming up with her totally non-hockey question in just a second. Right,
3: G. Uh, you got a couple of questions uh, before and while G's still working yep. out the details. Yep. Uh, okay. You got okay. A, on this on this road swing here. You go on to Vegas. You mentioned a couple of. Uh, Shootouts where you where you left a point out there. One of those was against Vegas at the United Center, uh, and they've they've had the Blackhawks number since they came into the league. You go to Nashville, where you had kind of a, a rough time last time you went there. How do you look at these two games?
8: It's a good test. It's going to be fun. Two two important games. You know, with with teams we're going to be battling with for playoff position, and uh, I thought. You know, the Vegas game, we played pretty well. Probably deserve two points, and we'd like to have a similar performance. Uh, you know, put the puck in the net. That's a big thing. We only sure. got the one goal that game, despite how well we played. Uh, and then the Nashville game, uh, we weren't very good. So, hopefully we get a response there. Uh, ultimately, you know, it's we're going to focus on the next one, but uh, they they have a good team, and we're we're going to try and uh, hunt them down in the standings. And so uh, it's a great great opportunity tomorrow to get two and them zero.
0: You know the uh, the shootout thing that Dave brought up. Uh, is there a specific strategy for each guy where they go to their go to shot, or do you pay attention to goalie tendencies and your coaches help with that, and that helps determine which way you're going to go with the puck? How does that yeah, work?
8: Yeah, for sure. No, you know every guy has a. You know a couple things they like to do and uh you know before the game they have we have video on all the goaltenders and uh the goaltenders have video on all the likely shooters so everyone's prepared it's a bit of a cat and mouse thing as far as you know what you're gonna try and do and you, you, maybe if you shoot third you watch you know how the goaltender uh, played the first couple shooters and and you make your decision but uh you know it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a coin toss at times, and it can be frustrating. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, for example, I thought we played a pretty good game, and yet we come with a sour taste after it because we, we don't get two points. And uh, But that's part of it. So well,
0: those extra points are important. We, we like to get them. Gee, your non-hockey question.
2: Yes, so we learned a little bit about your musical taste last week. <clears throat> this week I'd like to know about what you like to watch. Who is your favorite actor or actress, and what's your favorite movie?
8: Oh, You've got to give me the heads up before, so I'm a little oh, more prepared. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to save um, this no, no. for next week? I can.
2: I have a different question lined up, ready to go. <laughs> we
0: can't make okay, him write a it. paper. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. give, me, give me give me something else.
2: Okay, fine. Since it's so cold today, um, you get to pick one of these. Coffee, hot tea, or a hot toddy? Which,
0: we, <laughs> which do you go for, sir? Well, today I think it's a coffee. Okay. Uh, and how do you like your coffee, Coach? Uh, a little cream. Just a little cramp. Just a little, a little splash. Yeah. yeah. A little splash.
2: Simple man, simple pleasures.
0: And he will be writing a three-page essay on his favorite <laughs> yeah, give actor, back, actress yeah, and that. movie. Not, not so back. simple next think week. About it. Hey, go vanquish <laughs> Vegas, will you? Yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks, man. That's uh, Coach Jeremy
3: Colleton.
2: Wow, he's gonna. It's gonna be. I'm intrigued now.
0: It's
3: thought
2: provoking for next week. Yeah. Well,
3: at least he's putting some thought into it, not I just uh, giving you lip service. Well, I like how he didn't want to just phone I it know. in. No, wow.
2: he's so nice. Yeah, yeah he's good my be. favorite coach ever.
0: Yes. Well, with your attention to sports—that's quite a compliment. Yeah. Coming up on nine o'clock. Thanks to everybody at CLTV, where they do the nine o'clock hour with us and uh, Paul Rennie over there, Channel Nine and CLTV as well. Uh, and uh, we got a suggestion from a helpful listener. Try George Strait's The Fireman as a theme for Coach.
2: I like how fired up Coach was. He did not like your comments. No, he
0: did not. Yeah. George Strait upbeat, or I should say Heartland is upbeat, is another possibility. Okay? Listen, I appreciate you guys. Come on.
2: They're so smart, the it's, listeners.
0: Oh, you know what that means? Time for me to shut up.
6: Cody does a great job uh, having him back there. He's a, he's a really big leader for this offense and this offensive line. So he's really good with communicating, helping those young guys uh, to the sides of him now. And um, it, we, we have really good chemistry, me and him. So he gives me confidence, and we just got to keep feeding off that. And um, when he's in the middle, just his communication, how he leads the guy, I think it really helps the offense and guys feed off that.
1: People let me tell you about my best friend. He's a one-
0: the the you about Adam Hogue joins us. I just have time to say Adam Hogue joins us. And then we'll have to take a break and come back again. But, Adam, uh, before we do that, when we do come back, I want you to tell us about somebody that's not named Mitch Trubisky. Adam's done some statistical analysis on one Khalil Mack. And uh, you're going to explain to us what's going on there.
4: Okay, I will.
0: Um, before we do take that break, Dave, you have anything for Adam
3: that you can do in sixty seconds? Is this is this going to upset Khalil? Because you mean Adam's no, no. big because he's big.
4: Here's a good tease, guys. It really it really just explains how teams are taking him out of the game and how he's still actually kind of having an impact, but. It's just not showing up in the in the sacks and the force fumbles.
2: Is it as long as the other article you wrote?
4: <laughs> no, I promise. Okay. It's like 5% as long.
0: Um, well, listen, that's a good 5%, and we want to hear more. Also, as always, if you have any questions for Adam Hogue about anything, he's always available. Textures uh, and phone calls at 312 We'll come back and get all of that in just a moment. Adam, stand by. Uh, CLTV is where you can watch this 9 o'clock hour of the show where we do amazing things like wave to the camera
2: and you have to thank producer
0: uh who's producing today is Fawn. it fun? Fawn? Fun. Mm-hmm. Fawn, okay. okay as long as Fawn's there
2: I didn't know if it was uh, fun thank today. you Fawn, as always thank you Fawn.
0: back on the steve cochran show where adam hogue is standing by all right khalil mac big yes. scary khalil mac he comes in like gangbusters again this year what was his numbers look like like what did he look like in the first four games
4: First four games, four and a half sacks and four forced fumbles. Nobody in football was better defensively than Khalil Mack.
0: And the Bears are three and one at that point. How about the last five games?
4: Exactly. Last five games, zero sacks, zero forced fumbles.
0: So, what do you make of that?
4: Well, for one, you know what happened five games ago in London? Akeem Hicks got hurt. Mm-hmm. And that certainly, uh, it, it's allowing teams to play differently on Khalil Mack. And here's the best way I can explain it. So he was on the field, stay with me here. He was on the field for 71 snaps against the Lions the other day. So they're throwing double teams at him, triple teams at him for about half the game really that leaves him single blocked for 35 of the 71 snaps, but then there's 14 runs in there, so mm-hmm. now you're you're dwindled down all the way to seven, uh, to uh, 21 snaps, and then when you look at those 21 snaps where it's actually a pass and he's singled by an offensive lineman or a tight end, really it could be anybody, you know, a lot of those plays are quick passes to the opposite side, or they're sprinting the quarterback out to the opposite side. They're basically, defensive coordinators are taking the football and saying, let's get it as far away way from Khalil Mack as possible what this left is out of 71 snaps where he was on the field the other day there were legitimately only 9 opportunities where he could have gotten to the quarterback and according to his position coach Ted Monachino who we got to talk to yesterday he won 6 of those 9 snaps and I looked at the tape and I agree with him so 6 out of 9 is actually really really good the problem is there's only 9 opportunities where he's actually getting to the quarterback or, or having an opportunity Opportunity to get to the quarterback so without Akeem Hicks on the field teams are just doing a really really good job of scheming Khalil Mack out of these football games and what it means is other players need to step up and make right. plays
0: 100 percent. so if it's not Akeem Hicks who's letting us down not that Akeem well, Hicks would be letting us down we need him he's not there so right. who's not getting it done
4: well, let's look at it this way. If I'm telling you that they are quickly throwing the ball to the opposite side, now that's a great way to, to negate a pass rush is just to get the ball out yep. you know, in two seconds, obviously. But when they're sprinting a quarterback out to the other side or they're, they're splitting the field in half to the other side of Khalil Mack, well, who's over there? Leonard Floyd, former first-round pick who really, it seems like he's, when he plays the Packers, he looks like an all-pro. When he's playing any other team, he's just not doing enough. And it's unfortunately just another player here that uh, was a high draft pick that just, just really isn't having the, the, the impact that a first-round pick should have.
0: Let me go to Super Joe on this, Dave. Super Joe, your thoughts? You know, the the question I have, too, is Khalil Mack has been a problem, uh, or not a problem, but he has not been as uh, productive what about Eddie Jackson?
7: Yeah. He's had, he had six interceptions last year and 18 passes defense. He's
0: only got three passes defense this year and no picks. Are they avoiding him too, Adam?
4: Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I I, I could do more research on that and figure out you know how many times they're actually throwing in the direction of Eddie Jackson compared to last season. I'm, I'm sure when you have a guy uh, who was picking off seemingly every pass last year and wasn't all pro, you're going to come back the next year and stay away from that guy. But... That being said, there have been times, and I I think of uh, one of those third downs last week against the Philadelphia Eagles on that final drive that the Eagles had, where it was a 50-50 ball against Alshon Jeffrey. And to me, that's a play that last year he at least would have knocked the ball down, maybe intercepted it. And, and so, for whatever reason, maybe he's playing more tentative because the, game, the ball's not coming at him as much, but he just hasn't been as productive this year, too. It just speaks to this entire defense. By the way, the defense is not playing bad. <laughs> they're not, but they're just not getting the same type of impact plays, and especially takeaways, and... Without Akeem Hicks there in the middle, teams are doing a really good job of negating the pass rush, and that is where takeaways start, with the pass rush. Is We're just sick just, of asking questions about the offense. That's why we keep asking about well, the
3: defense. Yeah, but it's it's just my imagination here, Adam, or it seems like because we've focused on the offense and the way they've started games, but it seems like the defense has gotten off to similar starts. I mean, it seems like that opening drive has been problematic for the defense.
4: Yeah, and and again, I I think the first drive in any football game is always interesting because that's the you know the first fifteen plays that the opposing offense has has been working on all right. week and and schemed Scripting. for it's really usually their best stuff. And so, you know, I, I never make grand conclusions off the first drive, but I always want to see how a defense adjusts after that. And I do think the Bears have done a good job of adjusting there. My bigger concern, actually, to be honest with you, is in the fourth quarter, this doesn't seem to be the same type of shut-down defense as it had in the past. And I think that goes back to the playoff game against the Eagles last year when they gave up that drive to Nick Foles and, and allowed the Eagles to take the lead. Ever since then, they they just haven't been as reliable uh, with the lead late in games. And I think, fortunately, they were playing uh, Jeff Driscoll the other day, and the clock was running out, and uh, they were able to hold on. And boy, did the Bears need that win.
0: You know, unlike a lot of hacky sports uh, guys in town, like us, uh, not us, other guys, um, we're less hacky. No, unlike a lot of hacky sports guys in town, who, who does predictive stuff? He does analysis on things. He doesn't just react. No. He doesn't just react. He doesn't just Monday morning quarterback. He doesn't He just backseat drive this whole thing. Um, so having said that, the Bears have the resources to know exactly what you know. Why are they so bad at getting it done, or is it a personnel problem?
4: Well, I think that's a fair point. I think uh, – yeah. <sighs> it's it's slightly a personnel problem only because you don't have as many pro bowlers out there this year. I mean, you, I'm sorry, you just can't expect Akeem Hicks to come out of the defense and as well as Nick Williams has come in and he leads the team in sacks now with six, uh, he's just not as good of a player. Just obviously, he's not going to be. And and so I, I think to the other point of your question there, Steve, there needs to be an, uh, adjustments made by the defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano, but you can only do that so much to what the personnel that you have. But I will give one example on one of the plays the other day where Cleo Mack was getting double teamed. Chuck Pagano blitzed Nick Kwiatkowski right into that double team, and it put the tight end in a position where he had to make a tough decision. Do I help on this blitzer, or do I stay on the guy I'm supposed to block in Khalil Mack here? And Nick Kwiatkowski ended up coming right through the middle and uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. So that's the kind of stuff here that I I know the Bears are working on. They're trying to find answers here, but it's it's just a tough spot. It's only going to get harder if Danny Trevathan, guys, is out, and uh, it sure looks like he's going to miss a lot of time, if not the rest of the season.
3: Uh, Dave, the Rams this week. Uh, it's a both these teams are different than they were this time last year, and and it's kind of interesting. Adam, we're, we're talking about a guy like Jared Goff who got the big contract, and remember how the, there was all the talk. I think it might have been when the Bears were in Bourbon A, and all the talk about how closely Mitch Trubisky and his agent were watching that deal. Yeah, and it hasn't worked out very well for Los Angeles.
4: Well, they have the same agent, and they're they're good friends. Uh, Mitch Trubisky and Jared Goff. They work out together in the off season. Um, look, you can right now. If I'm the Bears, I'm using that as a uh, as a reason to be careful here. Right? right. <laughs> you know, you don't absolutely have to throw all this money at Mitch Trubisky in the offseason, and, and, and that's one of the reasons why he has a lot to play for here the rest of the season. But I do think it's, uh, you look at this Rams team right now, this is a winnable game, guys. I'm actually surprised the Bears are six and a half point underdogs Jared Goff has just not been uh, you know, an elite quarterback lately. Todd Gurley has not been the same player that he, that he was before his knees started uh, acting up again last season. Right now they're down Rob Havenstein on their offensive line. They're down their center Jeff Allen on their offensive line. And Brandon Cooks, one of their top wide receivers, is going to miss this game too this week. So they're banged up, and their defense isn't as good as it was last year too. So it's a week-to-week league here, guys, and if the Bears are trending in the right direction, I'm not necessarily convinced they are, but if they can take a step forward and build off their win over the Lions, this is definitely a winnable game for them. And by the way, I would say at least 40%, maybe 50% of the Coliseum on Sunday night will be Bears fans.
0: I don't doubt that. Super, Joe. Bears uh, had zero catches from the tight ends in Philadelphia. Yeah. Did they bring the tight ends? Are we sure they flew on the, tr- the plane? Yeah.
7: <laughs> Uh, They made Adam Shaheen a healthy scratch. Was that a statement by the roster or by the organization on their second round tight end?
4: Well, I just think that uh, we're seeing accountability. And look, when things started going poorly for Mark Trestman, there was no accountability. And I love that Matt Nagy's not afraid to just bench a second round pick. I I was thinking going into the game, I'm like, you know, I'd. Adam Shaheen's probably going to see a snap count go down here because he's doing nothing. I didn't really consider the fact they might just bench him outright and make him inactive. Credit to Matt Nagy. Made a move. Put Ben Broniker out there. I'm not necessarily convinced Ben Broniker, who's been here for a while, guys, and is basically just a special teamer. Great route, great catch on that touchdown. But remember, the Lions didn't know that Adam Shaheen was going to be out. They didn't know that they had to scheme for Ben Broniker during the week, uh, and the Bears took advantage of it. So going forward, I'm not really convinced this tight end situation is fixed, but in the meantime, I like that Matt Nagy's not afraid to make changes. He's made two switches on the offensive line this year. Benching Kyle Long was another big decision. That wasn't easy to do either, sure. and he did it. So they're showing accountability here that you need to play well, and if you don't, you're not going to be on the field.
0: It's uh Adam Hogue and gee, remember it's not Adam, it's not Mr. Hogue, it's Adam Hogue.
2: It's Adam Hogue.
0: Do you have a question for Adam Hogue?
2: Adam Hogue, have you had the Popeye's chicken sandwich?
4: <laughs> I have not.
0: You okay. don't seem like a chicken sandwich guy to me.
2: I was just wondering, with you being on the road a lot and traveling, I didn't know which uh whether you had or not. Adam
4: Hogue, are you a chicken sandwich guy? Uh I like a good Chick fil A. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay, okay, well if you like that, then uh supposedly you would love this. That's often the post game meal for Northwestern after games. Chick fil A? Chick fil A. So that's where. It's not just this season, I hope. No, that's actually been sort of something that they've looked forward to during after wins <laughs> so so they haven't had they haven't had them a lot this year well they know they they i think they set the menu ahead of time oh, okay oh i all have
2: right. another adam home question yes go ahead. how do you stay warm uh when you're uh watching all of these games do you any secrets like with layering long Is underpants it, what, what kind of long johns or i mean do you have hand warmers what do you do
4: uh yeah definitely a lot of layers I've kind of figured it out. Uh, you got to wear a lot of layers. I don't like to have a big, heavy coat on, though. It restricts your movement when you're yeah. trying to run around the sidelines, but uh, hand warmers are good, too.
0: It's Adam Hogue's tips on staying warm while you're covering on the sidelines for those of you who have that coming up in your schedule. Uh, buddy, <laughs> nice work by you. And where do we read you?
4: Wgnradio.com slash bears, and I will have a piece on all that Khalil Mack stuff I was talking about. it will be up there later today.
0: Excellent. Let's get to the newsroom. Steve Grzanich is standing by right now. Steve Grzanich is the ultimate professional. What would you want to correct? Uh, It should have been uh, Disney Plus. Um, What did you say? uh, Apple Plus. You're fired. I know. I'm writing myself up right now. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Yeah. Full HR meeting coming up. Uh, I have Disney written here, but I said Apple for some reason. Well, you know, Apple is in control of your mind and probably stuff. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Steve. At 940, it's Greek to me. Welcome our producer, uh, uh, Vivian. And uh, Vivian, how long have you been Greek? Most of your life?
6: Uh, yeah, most of my life. I'd say for like the past 26 years.
0: Okay. and I'm 26 uh, years old. And you brought up it, Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. And you brought up the other day uh, that um, there's a lot of superstitions in oh, the Greek yes. community. Mm-hmm. And those superstitions the rest of us might find silly. But in the great community, they're deadly serious.
6: Deadly serious. Yes, absolutely.
0: Let's try a couple of these. Uh, Gee, do you know why you hand someone a knife at the dinner table?
2: Uh, Because they need to cut something?
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. but do you know why it's good or bad?
2: Oh, uh, I'm assuming that I'm thinking a knife. It's probably bad.
6: Mm -hmm. And why is it bad? Okay, so if you're at a dinner table and someone, if let's say I ask my sister, you know, can you pass me the knife, she cannot hand it to me because if she does and I grab it from her hands, we will argue. Eventually argue. Well, yeah,
0: you're good because you grab the knife, you'll cut your hand. You no. go, what are you, you hand me a knife for you? Fool.
2: Well, this is similar to the American superstition. I don't know where it was started, but where you don't gift someone with a pocket knife or gift them a knife because it will uh, cut the relationship, Ooh, supposedly. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I've heard can't. that you're never Hold supposed on. to is
0: like... Hold on, is this like a Korean suspicion? No,
2: now? I'm telling you, I've just I've heard it from different people. I think it's an American tradition. It probably started somewhere in Europe or somewhere, I don't know. But you're not supposed to gift your boyfriend or your girlfriend like a pocket knife or okay. something oh. like that. And yeah, that's very frustrating the, to yeah. the whole Or gift thing. them shoes because then they'll walk out of your life or run out of your life.
3: I got a Swiss Army uh, knife as, as a gift when I was a kid. Was that somebody I trying? Know. Are you
6: still friends with them? I mean, somebody listening. I
3: don't, don't remember.
6: That's, I, I there there you <laughs> go. I, I've heard this before. I
3: got Dave a machete for Christmas this year. What does that
0: mean?
2: Rambo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, you know, in general, spitting is frowned upon.
6: Um, yes. But in the case of the Greeks. It is Unbelievably amazing. Why is spitting a good thing? Because apparently you uh, you diminish any form of Wait, evil any energy phlegm in your throat. <laughs> no, 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 phlegm. It's just like a tuftu. You know. Like so is this why you're back there spitting on Joe? Yeah, because I spit on Joe all the time.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> trying to give right. him good bring him good luck
0: yeah good ju-ju. Always. Always. Do you, would
2: you spit
6: on us or just spit near no, us it's more of like a well i mean you, you some greeks like to spit kind of on you but it's not like a full-on <laughs> spit guys i mean this is not this is not like a, oh, okay but you know, hold on a second this is I, i'm looking
0: at your notes okay at a wedding if yeah. you
6: like the bride's dress mm-hmm. you spit three times yeah because what kind of animals well, are you people wait a second wait a second <laughs> you know you are admiring the bride right so you are you, you kind of spit on her so you listen so i mean it sounds crazy but you spit on her to diminish any negative energy that's surrounding her and her how is that day. not going to be negative
0: if you're spitting on her uh, okay well right, we gotta take a break it, hold on you're not going anywhere we're coming back <laughs> with more of this nonsense bill and wendy coming up at 10 uh, helpful texter from the 847 no gifting of knives exclamation point if you receive a knife or knives as a gift you need to make some sort of payment for them even if it's just a penny
2: Yes, that's what she, yes, that's part of it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's superstition, because you're going to yeah. cut the ties of the friendship or okay. relationship. Just say,
0: you, Viv, and this texter, all nuts.
6: Uh, we are not.
0: All right, so let me go through a couple more of these. Yeah. Uh, these, again, it's Greek to me. This is our regular it's Greek to me feature. <laughs> We're waiting for <laughs> somebody. Why don't you go to your Greek
3: restaurants to sponsor this?
6: Uh, you know what, I should. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, our friend Lou Canellis
3: just opened a new Greek
0: restaurant that's right, in River that's right. North. Yeah, how about dropping a dime here, Lou? Yeah,
3: let's call Lou.
6: Come on, Lou.
0: Um, this is an interesting one to me because I don't understand when it would come up. Clothes can never be inside out because Greeks believe your life will go backwards.
6: Correct. So uh, you know. What if you pull a shirt out of the dryer and it's inside out? Immediately, you gotta you gotta put it back to normal. Like you cannot leave it. You can't fold your clothes inside out. If I
0: put a shirt on, like I did this once, Mm -hmm. I think it was last summer. I had a golf shirt on backwards for like three or four hours, Bad juju. not even realizing it was a black golf shirt and it had seams and, you know, people were looking at me, pointing and laughing, but I just figured it was a regular day. Uh, But I didn't, um, I didn't walk backwards.
6: You probably lost five years of your life wearing it backwards for that whole day.
3: (laughs) Maybe that's not such a bad thing. I wouldn't mind going back a few years. Oh well, that's a good point. Right? Yeah, if we could turn a clock back.
6: Look, no, it's more of like you know, like think of a think of backwards. You know, it's death, right? So that's like that's kind of coming towards you. That's the whole idea behind your life going backwards. Yeah, that's what you say.
0: Greek superstitions. Um you know what S M H is? Slap my head?
2: Oh yes.
6: I mean how okay.
0: often in a time do they, especially in the last couple of weeks, do you see me doing this?
2: I, I was shaking my head. Yeah, so did or I. Or shaking
0: my head yes. in your case. It slapped my head in mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm doing this, right? I'm yes. doing a lot of this. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's bad if I'm Greek.
6: No, it's not actually. If you if you hold your 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 head with your hands with both of your hands, um, that that kind of like mean, the Home Alone face. Yeah, the Home exactly. Yes, the Home Alone face. Um, if a kid does that in front of a parent, the parent immediately would tell the kid, "Don't do that. Don't hold your head because that means that the parent is going to pass away." <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Okay. So why is a kid, girl? Why is the kid holding his face, uh, killing his parents?
6: Look, I wish I had. I wish I had all of these, you know, descriptions behind all of these, you know, things. But I don't. I just know by them, and I have to, you know, obey them because. Most I of
0: my parents- know the next one is Greek mother BS because I can see it from a mile away. Don't eat straight from the cooking pot. Greeks believe eating straight from the pot will bring bad weather on your wedding day. No, it's a mother trying to find a reason to keep you out of the damn kitchen.
6: Maybe. But, uh, again, I have not done it, so, therefore, I'm just not going to risk it. I am shocked
2: at this one because Greeks are all about the hospitality and mm-hmm. wonderful cooks, so I am- I would just think that they would be sharing from the pot. Always a plate
6: involved. Oh, god. Gotcha. Always a plate involved. Okay. you got to get a little plate, get, you know, like a spoon, whatever you're S- cooking. Otherwise, it's rude. Now I know. Yes, and plus, do you really, you know, would you really trust it? If Better hygiene. Like
0: Yes. I mean, I don't want to. Greek, Greek superstitions. If someone sneezes mid-sentence, it uh, means they're telling the truth.
6: This is my favorite one. It's my f- absolute favorite superstition. Well, so. then you only believe people have allergies? No, listen to this. So my mom, you know, well, this is a Greek superstition, obviously. So if you were to sneeze mid-sentence and you're saying something to someone and you sneeze, you're automatically uh, are looked upon as someone that's telling the truth. So I use this to a f- to my full advantage when I was in high school. So, you know, my mom would come up to me and say, like, hey, Viv, did, did you finish your homework? And then I would be like, of course, mom. And then I would, achoo, you know, like I would just, you know, sneeze. Fake sneeze. I would fake Sneeze, so then, therefore, she believes that I'm telling. But you the don't truth. the
0: Greek gods know that you're fake sneezing? You yeah, know, I apologize to them, uh, Aristotle and his friends. <laughs> so
2: you perfected your fake sneeze. Yes, I perfected. Let's it. And hear this it. Was, this I want <clears throat> to. I want you to really go for it because okay, I don't believe that it. that was real. So well, say okay. something. Well, oh my god, I'm gonna laugh. Okay, say Steve, you are the most handsome man on well, planet how would
6: that Earth, not be true? and Steve, Steve, you are sneeze. the the best host that I've ever produced for. Achoo! That's a pretty good fix, sneeze. Thanks. 26 yeah, years of, uh, of perfecting it.
0: But see, if I were Greek <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had an allergy, I just would go off Claritin. I would just walk <laughs> around all the time. I'd be miserable, but everybody <laughs> would think I was telling the truth no matter what I said. Uh, and by the way, if that were true, well, you know what? I never have heard Trump sneeze.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There
0: you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a couple more here. When two people speak the same words at the same time, well, everybody knows that's jinx.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes, and, but uh, they say they owe, you owe me a Coke.
0: Greeks yeah. believe this is a sign that two will get into a fight. To avoid the argument, you have to touch something that's red immediately, therefore a can of Coke would yes. be well.
6: well, no, no, no. You just, well,
0: Coke can of Coke's
6: red. Well, you guys say that, right? You guys would use, yeah. you know... One, two, three, why three. you got a profile?
0: Yeah. What do you got a profile, you guys?
6: No, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, you know, the Greeks why, don't take it like why that. Why a Coke and not a frappe? Wow. <laughs> or an ouzo?
0: So when two people say the same word at the same time, you have to touch something red immediately. Yes. What if you're not near anything red? Do you, you run away?
6: You, you you try to find something red. You cut them and then they bleed. <laughs> just kidding. No, right. you, <laughs> I can see that.
0: That's red. A really dark. Red. With
6: a knife that you
2: didn't have, anyone pass to you?
0: It's <laughs> like if you're in a room with no red, you just run out looking for something red on the street.
6: Yeah, just just find something.
2: I like this anything. bed. I like the bed superstition. Your bed can't face the west because <laughs> dead people face west.
6: All right, now we have. Had this
0: in the office. We talked about this in the office. What? And it turns out there's some truth to this belief because cemeteries were constructed that way. Really? Back in the day. A lot of different religions, according to Wikipedia. And when has Wikipedia ever been wrong? Um, so but the point I made initially when Viv brought this up was. Well, no, because people are buried in cemeteries in different parts of the world, and some cemeteries might be facing where the plots are north and south, not east and west. So, how could this be?
6: Um, so, I don't really know much about the fact that you know the the, the I guess the the cemeteries are facing you know east and west, mm-hmm. but I just know that the in Greek cemeteries they are facing west. So. We can never have our beds, our beds, you know, facing the west side either, because therefore we're sleeping like the dead sleep and okay. that's bad luck. So what happens
3: if like my bed faces south, mm-hmm. but I'm a side sleeper and I oftentimes will sleep on my right side, which means I'm facing west, even though my bed <laughs> oh, God. is facing south. Maybe it south.
2: depends where your feet are pointing, right? The well, feet then my, and the head. Yeah,
0: my feet are pointing south. Well, hold on a second, because my head is south, my feet are north.
1: (laughs) Okay, what?
0: Wouldn't you want to be buried facing up? Well, that's an important part of that, sure. Well,
2: I think this is a little bit of Greek feng shui, right? You just don't want to... Yes. Yes. Viv is saying it doesn't matter how your body is laying. Just just your bed. Yes. Your bed and your your head is. Generally, yeah, you want your feet in bed.
0: The traditional Christian... I'm reading now. The traditional Christian method of positioning the coffin or shroud-covered body in the grave was to have the body with the head to the west and the feet to the east. I'm completely perpendicular to that. Uh, There, the body would then be laid on the side, head to the north and facing east. Not all burials followed that tradition, nor did all cemeteries. Because they couldn't. Because some cemeteries are built in a way that you'd have to go north-south. When
2: you're wearing your clothes inside out, there's lots of things going on
0: with you, Steve. Steve. I'm just trying to. Is there some manual for the Greeks? How do you live like this? How do you f- possibly know all these things?
6: My 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 uh, late grandma and my mom were were firm believers. Are still firm believers now, of these? So they let's drum say, this fear into you. Yeah. Well, it's really funny now to me, but yeah. Well,
2: let's say you're going against all of these, and this is happening to some degree in your life. Whatever. Bad in luck order is, yeah. to avoid the bad luck, if I have a hundred Greek evil eyes around me, will that hmm. save me?
6: those protective uh, evil eyes to a certain degree I guess um, you I really... love how
0: you're trying to bring logic into this <laughs> I'm <laughs> <Yes>.
2: trying to <laughs> yeah.
6: no I mean the evil eye really does work there's a there's a thing called uh, I would say to my mom sometimes if if I'm feeling sluggish or tired I would say Eme matias mani, so that means I, f- I have like the evil eye this is so funny talking to you guys about this yeah because you but... see the way I'm
0: looking at you <laughs> uh, I love the sentence the evil eye really does work that's really all you need to know. You know
6: what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you the evil eye, Steve, and you'll okay. see that your life is going right. to change forever. No, you're 26. You know.
0: <laughs> uh, we got to take a break before we get to Bill and Wendy next. What's up, Wendy? How are you? Oh, delightful. Wendy's here. Dane will be here for Bill. Is Bill out all week? He's coming back tomorrow. Oh, something Dane said? Yes. Okay. What are you guys doing today?
3: Uh, we've got a whole bunch of things going on, including Eat Like Walt Disney. Oh, well, let's find out about that after the news, which starts right now.